Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Arthur's Quill this evening. I hope everyone's having a great afternoon, especially if you're United States and you're not in one of them crazy countries that are getting bombed or blown up or some other hostile show. Joe, this is a book show. It's a book I'm show. just saying, yeah, you bombs, should be yeah. grateful that you're here in the quiet, peaceful, relaxing atmosphere. Um, y'all missed a reveal last night, so it'll be available on our site probably Tomorrow. Hopefully later on tonight. We're working well, on it. Right yeah, well, yeah. Well, if John gets it to me today, it'll be up, it'll be up tonight, and y'all can go watch it there. If not, uh, when they get it up, you can go watch it up. And no, it's not on either site who have sent me that. No, it's not up yet. But it was up last night, but for some reason, and, and it's weird, I didn't get any complaints, but when I played it today, it seemed not to have audio. So if anybody was watching or listening last night uh and you went across this, let me know if you actually had audio because it's kind of weird uh that we didn't since we, anyway. It'll, it'll be up soon enough and not go check it out. And it's going to replay in full next Friday with against uh, news on the flip side. Uh, so it has a better chance of actually getting out to the audience that we wanted it to reach in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight's guest is Jack Nash. So Jack's one of these big dogs from what I understand. So we're going we're to get into this right away. So Jack, welcome to Arthur's Quill, man. I hope you uh, have been enjoying yourself. So first question right after one. So I know you wanted the big winners. Secondly, um, what, what, let's go backwards. Let's 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 start on a smaller note. What the hell made you think you could be an author? I mean, what was it when you was were you young? Were you you know, a little older? I mean, you just walking one day and said, you know what? Damn, I think I can write a book. Or did someone say, hey, you got talent? I'm always curious because, believe it or not, I've not inter interviewed probably more than 200 authors in my career, and I almost always get a different answer. <laughs> so I'm just kind of curious to what yours was. How, how, what was it that drove you? I think mine might be a, a little different, add to your list. Um, so I, I'm a consultant. I work uh, a lot in strategic communications. For my previous job, I was asked to write speeches um, and op-eds for uh, Ellen Johnson Sirleaf. Um, mm. For those of you who don't know, she is the former president of Liberia. Um, she's the first woman ever elected to lead a country in Africa. She won the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, I was asked to write some speeches for her just because no one else in my firm wanted to. Um, she is, of course, very different from myself. She is, uh, at the time, she was in the late 70s from Africa, a woman, um, had a lot of different world experiences, but um, started writing speeches for her as people were talking about them in the news or reviewing what she was saying. It was snippets that I'd written that they were quoting. Um, so I figured if I could um, convince everyone I was this uh, African head of state, Nobel Peace Prize winner. What could I do if I started writing fiction? So that's what um, started well, me on this path. Well, that that that's a damn interesting way to get. First off, congrats! It's a pretty gig. I mean, story that, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's that's a Thank pretty you. nice gig. I mean, you know, whether somebody else want to do it or not, I mean, that's somebody that's actually contributing to the world. So you know, big big hands up to you there. And still, and it's nice to see that it drove you into this direction. So. But so what's what's so what is it? So what is your what's your genre? What is your favorite genre to write about? Is it is Good question. It, um, is, well, the writers of the fiction story is a fantasy, um, kind of classic fantasy, different worlds, magic, whole bunch of fun, kooky stuff. Um, but usually, what I gravitate towards when I'm reading or in other stories I'm writing are mysteries and thrillers. Um, but I like the uh, ability to cross over um, writing. I think reading different stuff, writing different stuff. Um, it brings one thing from one genre into whatever you're writing and makes it a little bit more unique and different. 
Yeah, it sounds fun to me. And like I tell John all the time, I always love meeting y'all because I know one of y'all are going to be this multi Stephen King guy in the future. So I want to make sure I know y'all. Well, no, you're you're actually in uh, in the last year and since the first year, you were the third host that has told me uh, that they kind of wanted right into and thrillers and some of them more horror thrillers, but still in that and that let me scare you out of your seat kind of thing. So you know I'm too old to be scared out of my seat. So that's just not even go there. Let's leave that alone. So let's face it, our backs are so bad we can't be scared out of our seat. That's right. We're not. We're not. We're not jumping. We're just going to have a heart attack right there. So so you you get this. So you okay. So where did you see writers of the future? What was it? So you're walking along. You're reading the magazine. You're just seeing writers of the future. I'm going to submit to writers of the future. I mean that's pretty egotistical to think you can win, man. I mean come on, you know. he did it. So no, it is. It is. I mean, it, that's what I'm saying. So, it's not egotistical. It's dedicated. It is. It's, 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 it's when, when you look at this and you say, "Okay, I'm going to beat everybody on the planet." That that takes a little little courage to do such a thing. Uh, you know, you're like you're like okay. And I always wonder what it is. That, I mean, some hosts tell me, "Oh, I just did it." What what's what's the difference? Some hosts come into it saying, "You know what? I got a good shot at this. I'm a good writer. I, I write good sci-fi. I write this or this or that." And then go. I'm I'm just always curious to what was it just sheer luck? I mean, because sometimes people say, "Oh, you know, I just seen it and I submitted it." Uh, so I'm always curious that what drove you to write to send this in the writers of the future? Because I love torture and John uh, Emily pays me money for this, so <laughs> <laughs> let's keep this going. Good. <laughs> um. Well, it kind of came in two directions. So I found out about the contest in Orson Scott Cards. Right, the, his um, craft book, I think, writing fantasy and science fiction. He has a couple pages mm-hmm. on the contest. I thought, well, this is interesting. I looked it up. Um, I found their online workshop. Um, it was great. I learned a lot. Um, helped me improve my craft. Um, I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'll submit sometime in the future when I'm better. Um, but then one of my stories was accepted to the magazine of fantasy and science fiction, um, which was a big surprise for me. I didn't think that that would happen for quite a few years. So I thought, well, if I um, got accepted into that magazine, um, you know, I should probably try out Writers of the Future. And so um, I started submitting there. This was my third quarter submitting and happy that someone liked what I was throwing in. Yeah, so am I. Uh, well, I can't wait to read your stories. I, I, I don't, I don't see John will send me the book uh, sooner or later and I'll get it and I'll read it. Um, so I'll read it. So I'll, I'll be familiar with all your stories on, on the way there. So so title of story and then look you can only give me two reasons i'm going to be reading this i only want to hear a little tidbit because i gotta watch you author sometimes i'll get a little carried away and just start talking I'm like no stops <laughs> uh, but really i mean it's a na- title and just a little bit i mean just is just something to be tantalizing but nothing that can give anything out to anybody because we have a smart audience <laughs> well uh, i'll ask john first am i allowed to say the title yes, of the story yes, yes 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 okay the gag order is over um so the title of my piece is Sun, Spirit, Snake. Um, I'll just give you the, the log line uh, that you'll see in the cover of the book. It's, um, I believe it starts off, no one came to his brother's funeral, not even the spirits. ATN knew it was his fault. Um, it's a story about family, um, belief, um, and tradition, and uh, mm-hmm. how that impacts um, one particular individual. Well, this, this sounds like it's going to be of interest and interesting. I, you know, I, I like to read these stories. I find um, one, I like to read them because I, I'm not inundated with sex and violence and blood and 
and gore. And I'm just, it's just a story being told, uh, which I enjoy because, you know, and I always like a little story, you know, I don't care how hor- horrible or her- her- horrific a story is. If there isn't some comedy in it, I'm not going to like it. I don't, I don't care. You could be dying, falling at 800 stories and know you're going to die, but you're still going to crack that joke before you hit the ground. Yes, I can deal with that. But if you don't know, it's not real to me because I've, I've, I've been with too many people who have been in those kind of situ- real situations and they just they can't help themselves. They know they're fixing to die. They got to they crack a joke. They're just like, so I like to see that in any kind of real drama or sci-fi or anything along those lines, except, you know, some drama can't be there. Like if you're, you're going to eat the person's head or something like that, it's not going to, it's not, it's not going to really work like that. You can't really crack a joke. So, so how are you feeling? You pumped up? You ready? You're going to be here soon. I mean, it's getting close now. It's a yeah. uh, six weeks, seven weeks and uh, six weeks, seven weeks. It's, it's, it's close. So you ready to be out in LA with all the crazies? I mean, where, yeah, where, where, are you, where are you, wait, let me ask you this. Where are you originally whoa, from? You're coming out to- <laughs> I can't look. I've been to LA, I'm my friend. I'm having the time of my life. And you're talking about you ready for the crazies and make sure you like bring a gun so that you can. No, no, no. LA, LA is a great place. And LA is a fun town, actually. It's got a lot of fun. They just a lot of crazies there. You got to know that going in. No, they're not violent crazies. They're actually, they're just. We there's crazy just some very available. strange and unique let's people. just say yes. Let's think yes, yes, yes. say that. Question. What's he looking forward to coming out here? <laughs> oh no! Everybody's looking forward to being out there. LA's, yeah, it's a lot of fun to hang out in. That's yeah, definitely weird. looking forward to being out there. Looking forward to the workshop. That was actually the thing I was most excited about with winning was um, being able to attend a workshop like this. So, really, really pumped to be out there, meet the other writers, meet the judges, um, do the whole award show. They it's got some great judges there. They yeah, really and do and have some great year, judges. Jody Lenai and um, Robert J. Sawyer are the two. Uh, co-instructors so mm-hmm. he'll rob's gonna be here all all week along with jody teaching the thing and then um tim will be one of the guest instructors we'll have another 10 guest instructors for the couple of days but it's going to be pretty cool any particular um one of our judges that well obviously like orson scott card and unfortunately he's not traveling so much these days but um i almost had him out here he was so close so close <laughs> but anybody else that you're looking forward to seeing um, I don't know if she'll be out this year, but uh, Mandy Okorafor. Yeah, she's um, Awesome. Yeah, really excited to meet her. I read her book, Noor. Um, she's just absolutely amazing with the Afrofuturism genre. Yeah. Um, I lived in Africa for a time. Um, I really enjoyed African literature. Um, and what she's doing is really taking from that tradition, merging it with science fiction in a way that's just, just absolutely wonderful. So I'm really excited to, to meet yeah. her. I'm sure she'll enjoy meeting you too then. Hope so. Yeah, she, she. I mean, she was in volume nineteen that she was mm-hmm. published in, and uh, she's she's she'll be here with her daughter um, Anya, who um, helps her a lot because Nettie's like a a, a one person, a one woman force of nature. What she does, all the different projects that she does, it's just crazy. So she needs, you know, her daughter to come in and help on the business manager side because she's like she's writing. She's got Marvel is always trying to get her to do more stuff in the Shuri universe. And then she's got her Binti and um, the um, Windseeker and there's another series. And then she just last year, she closed a seven figure book deal, which she's um, almost done writing. And she'll be a guest on, on my podcast uh, next spring to to announce that book, you know, because it's going to be 
we'll be able to get a lot of also uh, listeners there in Africa because the, the Rise of Future podcast and this show here just reaches all over the world. So that's that'll be good. But yeah, she's she's an amazing woman. Awesome. Really glad to hear that. Yeah. Pumped even more now. Good. No. And then, you'll be able, and then you'll be able to meet Joe too in person. Oh no, you don't want to do that, man. Trust yeah, me. no, you, it's you, uh, you, no, not without no, a couple no, of belts no. of whiskey first, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You don't want to do that. Uh, I'm I'm actually the quietest one out there doing this. Thing. Yeah, really, really, I am really and truly. I am I'm, right now. That I get to be noisy doing the shows, but they're they're um, it's it's. It's, it's interesting. And, you know, I'll tell you, like I've been telling all the guests, I don't think you're going to have a problem with this. And, and I got to say, so far, you uh, we're going to be after tonight's show, it'll be 14 of this year's winners. They already seem to be quite a bit more chatty than last year's, which is a big plus. Uh, and I mean that in a good way. I don't mean that in a bad way, because, you know, it's the judges there. And if, you, if you're not going to ask them anything, you're just wasting time for being there. I mean, you just that's what they're, they're there. there. And they're they, there to help yeah. everybody. Yeah, and yeah. they like to be asked questions. I really, I mean, when they first told me that, I was like, "No, y'all don't want to be pestered by these people." We we're talking like four years ago, and uh, but it's not. It's not true. They 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 want you to ask them questions. I mean, they want to help. I, it always amazes me to see how patient they are with all the different winners. And because you know, somebody asked me one time just recently, I was doing an election. They said, "Well, this is a bunch of kids." I said, "No." I said, believe it or not, a lot of these winners are in their 30s and 40s and stuff. I said, uh, so th these are grown people, you know, and I said the whole bunch of more. And it amazes me that these judges will still take the time and say, you know, hey, look, you need to know this, you need this. And they'll criticize in a good way. When I say criticize is a bad word. Uh, they'll, they'll just constructive uh, criticism. It's just they're, they're just showing you, look, you know, if you did it like this, it would be much easier or this would help you a little better. I, I like to see them do that. I mean, all of them are very fair with, with the way they do stuff. And uh, and they they want to see you leave there as a better writer or illustrator. They really yeah. do. I, and I got to give them credit for that. I mean, because frankly, I'd be like, leave me alone, people. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> At the day, I mean, I'd be like, leave me alone. If you look on any of those free like Roku channels and other things where you get some of those free movies, there are some sci-fi movies out there that are just so bad. It may have been on paper a good story, a good concept, but once it goes to this, you know, B-level actor or director, they come out really, really bad. So the more coaching you have from professionals, I mean, you got Kevin Anderson. He's you know, he's broke Dune <laughs> with his with Brian <laughs> Herbert. Uh, so you got these guys who's Work has been produced in television, so if yeah. you don't take their advice and run with it, that's on you, um, mm -hmm. and you're just you're not going to go any further without these guys' help. Yeah, I, I, I do see them give you a lot of help. Good, so huh? I'm curious, Jack. So what's what's your envision your future as a writer? Are you going to is that going to stay an avocation? Or are you trying to move it into vocational type thing? You know, as you move down the road. Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think everyone dreams of doing it full time. Um, that's definitely something. I aim for, you know, um, anytime I do something or, or tackle a new um, skill, I aim to do it the absolute best I absolutely possibly can um, and can't do anything second best. Um, at the same time, you know, I have my own career uh, in consulting, which I do enjoy, but, um, you know, I, I want to make this, um, you know, a part of my life going forward um, as much as I can. And if it ends up taking over my primary career, you know, awesome. Um, if it ends up uh, just kind of being uh, something I do part time, you know, that's great too. It just um, just depends on how well the the story the story sell going forward. Ashley, yeah. we see you, Danny. It's going to be about five minutes, but go ahead, John. Yeah, we've got um, like Hugh Howie is going to be coming out out here. He's one of our new judges, and 
he's he's made that tr tr uh, transition. I mean, he was worked at bookstores. He was working at, at Barnes and Noble and other indie bookstores selling, and he took advantage of that to be able to write. But then as his career took off, he was able to transition out of that. And then his story sold and he's got two TV series. And um, so now he's he's made that transition. Nettie made her transition. You know, so several our judges have all made that transition to professional writing, having started from aspiration to be it to actually, you know, making it there. So that's what, you know, the judges are definitely willing to work with you on accomplishing that. Awesome. Because that's, um, yeah, you want the advice from the people who have done it. There's there's a lot of bad advice out there. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of people who say they know how to do it, but they haven't done it. But the great thing about this is it's people who have actually done it. Yeah. Were you there last night on, on the uh, release, the cover? Release? Yeah, I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So uh, we hit three number one best on uh, Amazon so far. We've hit three different bestseller lists on, with that as soon as we did that. So that's pretty exciting. Awesome. Congratulations. Well, congratulations cool. to you. You're now a number one best-selling author. You're That's in right. it. Yeah, your name's in that book. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw that in my uh, in my bio. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the advantage of Rise with Future. We can pretty much guarantee that now every year that you can say that you're a you're a best-selling author. Now we got three number one bestseller lists, which I just posted on my Facebook page uh, a couple hours ago. Award-winning yeah, best-selling or great bullet points to put on the back of every cover you write from now That's on. Right, man. Yeah, for sure. Be sure you find you a good illustrator too, because I'll tell you, yeah. I say this many, many times. I have bought many books because I said, damn, that looks like that's going to be good. Yeah, you buy it for the cover art, right? So, you know, it's 50-50, but still, you know, <laughs> some of them are really good and some of them are like, okay, why did I buy that book? Um but I know we I know we got to get out of here because I, I see we all have Ashley's in the queue with us and I, I can't wait to see you out there. We'll get to, we'll get to get into the story a little bit more when we when we meet next time and uh, talk a little bit a little bit. Of, we still don't want to give the whole story away, but we get a little bit more in depth next time we're out there. Do you and, have a Facebook uh, page or anything or a, a web page that people can get to know you even better? Yeah, um, I've got a website. It's uh, jacknashstories.com. Um, and then you can find me on formerly Twitter X, whatever it is now. Um, whatever it is. J Nash <laughs> stories. That's a Y. It's a, it's, a, it's a blue letter or something or X. Or it's, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, whatever it's X, but you still you still type Twitter.com into the search. I, I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's very it confusing. The main name. Yep. I think I need to think Elon needs to put one of them neurochips in his head. Maybe he can straighten this out. It's a Jack Nash writer, you said? JackNashStories.com. That's and exactly. Twitter, uh, J Nash stories. Okay. That pretty, pretty easy to find. So if you can't just okay. find it, just type in Jack, Jack, Nath, Arthur, and I'm Arthur. And I'm sure it'll come up for y'all. Uh, sure. it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I love easy names, by the way. I'm just, just saying, I, I'm being honest about it, but we got to let you go. I appreciate you coming in. We got, we have actually, uh, Ashley Cassidy joining us in just a second here. Uh, who's actually an illustrator, I believe. So we're going to drop nice. her in here. You know, you can hang out with us if you want to, because we don't we don't mind. Uh, but let me let me let me drop her. Hey, you need to find an illustrator, so maybe. Ooh, there we go. How Hi. you doing, Ashley? Hey, <laughs> Congrats on the win. I'm glad. I'm glad to see. You know, I, I'm always happy to see people winning. Uh, I guess I'll get to see your, your illustration when I'm in uh, when I get out to Los Angeles when they. And they do, what is it, the reveal they do? I always get all these reveals confused in my head. I'm so sorry. My dogs are freaking out. Does it want to be on the show too? Jack, I guess so. Everybody needs 15 minutes of fame. Get them yeah, there. They're, they're, they're like, they're like, I apologize in advance. They're very, they're very sweet, but very vocal. 
I just, I, I just, chihuahuas. he's got his murdered chihuahuas. Yeah, I just hope my chihuahuas don't hear it because then there'll be a serenade going on back and forth. I just booted my 90 pound one year old shepherd dog out the door. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do. Sorry. Hey, come here. Come here. Hey, come here. Uh, oh, okay. They posted his, his, his uh, thing in the chat. Uh, Jimmy, it's uh, jacknashstories.com. So you can find it. Yeah, I think I got a crack in the chat room over there. Let me go put them in my bedroom really quick. No, good. There you go. So we had the, uh, just last night, we had the cover reveal. And um, like I said, I, I sent you the, uh, I emailed you. I think it's, it's, it was too late to be able to give it to you, but that's the actual book cover itself. Nice. It was painted by Dan Dos Santos. It's a beautiful, it just Dan got such amazing reviews when we had it. Da, were, you there, were you there at the event last night, Ashley? Hold on, I got to turn it back on. Uh, okay. Your, your mic is muted. Yeah. There you There's go. You're, you're okay. unmuted now. You're good. You're okay. good. Sorry, I had to put them in my bedroom. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I I was not, but I've actually met Dan. Um, I met him at Dragon Con last year briefly because we uh, were both Dragon in the Con. art show together. So I made sure to stop by and because I'm a huge fan of his work. So yeah, um, it's really cool to see what he's done for the cover. Yeah, yeah, he's a lot of fun to talk to, Tim. He's uh, so uh, okay. I always ask this. Uh, this is a question that gets asked to everybody. How many times did it take you to win one, five, ten, twenty? I always ask because it's it's such a different range. And the <laughs> illustrators actually, illustrators seem to be a little luckier than the authors. I should have maybe not said that. So out <laughs> this was my first time <laughs> just submitting. See, honestly, yeah. yeah. See, you're, you're third this week. I mean, you're the third. Oh man, so, <laughs> we had some people that had seven or eight times and. It's getting more and more where it takes more times to enter because the, the illustrator contest is growing very rapidly in the number of entries each quarter. Right. So you all get the same, you know, benefit of no matter how many people have entered the contest, but the it, the competition is getting st stiffer and stiffer each year now with the illustrator contest. Echo right. is amazing as a coordinating judge, what she's done. Oh yeah. It's, um, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the cover, guys. While 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 they were talking, this is first time. This first time I've seen it. So. It's a very cool cover, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the first time I've seen the cover. So this is Dan did this one. Yeah. Okay. And then Ashley, did you go to art school? I so no. Well, okay. So I did study art, but I just went to a generic um, college here. I went to University of Texas at Arlington, and I focused. In art, um, originally my path, I wanted to work in the entertainment industry, like as a concept artist for like games and um, movies and stuff like that. Um, and I, ap after I graduated, that path didn't really happen. And so somehow I just like feel like with a lot of teachers, I just ended up <laughs> into teaching. So now currently um, I teach full time. Um, I teach graphic design illustration, but I still do um a lot of my illustration stuff for the last several years so i've done some freelance for you know a couple like you know indie authors or like i've done work for video game companies but um as the years have gone on i've kind of just leaned into my own thing like like i was just mentioning like i've been to dragon con i go to conventions now and just you know create my own stuff and sell my own work and i find a lot of fulfillment in that and so that's kind of like where i'm at currently so on top of juggling an educational career I get. Did you actually? So, did you see the illustrators of the booth at DragonCon? Because we've got a booth there every year. That I think I probably walked by. I didn't have a chance to stop and say hi because DragonCon such a busy. There's event. so much yeah. to see. Yeah, you <laughs> can't right do next it to April all. Sullivan, who's yeah, also it's impossible. Last year, um, but so I don't know if you know April. 
Solomon. She was a, a winner, I think, last year, the year before. But she's got she's a little right next stars. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Not, I think the name sounds familiar, but like, there's so many artists. That, it's so funny because when I go to these conventions, like, the more I go, like, slowly, like, I start recognizing people over and over. Because even yes. though it's such a huge community, um, we all kind of start running in the same circles. So, yeah. um, and then like we connect online and stuff too. Like, especially when you're doing something like going to conventions and marketing yourself, like everybody's like connecting online and figuring out like where they're going, like what tips and tricks there are, things like that. So well, that'd be good because we got about five past illustrator winners that exhibit at the Dragon Con in the art show. Yeah. yeah. So um, you'll be able to add to that. And then April Solomon, I, I guess she was last year. You had her on as a guest a couple of times. Oh uh, yeah. She's so. been on. Yeah. It's, yeah she's she's a real sweetheart. She's amazing. But she's doing the, she painted the uh, art for this year's uh, blood drive. Oh, Dragon okay. Con. So oh nice. Did, so she did the dragon this year. We've had, um, I think, Ciarello's done it. Uh, Larry Elmore's done it. So it was, it was quite an honor that she was like so excited about that she was able to provide the the dragon. Yeah, I was going to say if, if if you're in the dragons, you would probably have seen her work because yeah. uh, we've been I've been pestering her, uh, her and Tom Wood and Larry Elmore and a couple of it's like six of them all together. Dragon uh, we we yeah we want to do a little dragon who can draw the best dragon. So it's like three judges against three students. It ought to be interesting because I mean, all six of them are serious artists when it comes to drawing dragons. We, we I mean, could do a whole show like Forged and Fire around that. It's like get like you know six easels, well, I mean, and, you know six I've painters. Taught, and just like go, you got three hours. And, well, <laughs> I've, ta I've talked to Larry, Tom, and, and April about it, so they're all ready for it. And then uh, the other three, I haven't had a chance to really get a chance to talk to, but not in a serious way. But I'll do that over the next month or two, probably when I get back from uh, L.A. Uh, so uh, you're gonna. So when I get to see you in L.A., it'll be a little. You got a website. I do. Um, it's just my name, AshleyCassaday.com. Okay. Um, basically, if you Google me, I'm. it's great for SEO and also scary. I'm the first one that comes up. So. <laughs> That's a good thing you first when it comes yeah. up. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, I just joke, though, because like I, I teach high school and like, you know, how oh, high schoolers are they're like, who's, the, who's my teacher? And so it's so funny. Cause um, you know, like I'm just one of their high school teachers, but then like even recently I was at an event and one of my students like was there and like, he walked by my booth and he was like, what? Like <laughs> my art teachers go to like, you know, these comic and sci-fi events and like, they just don't, <laughs> but it's like, it, it's just so funny. Cause it's like, they're so used to seeing me in a school setting as a teacher. And then they see me in like this nerdy, like pop culture space. And they're just like, what, what's going on? So well, certain um, parts of a school can be nerdy too. Like, you oh, know, the sure. only people that hang around the library, are usually the nerds. So yeah. I mean. Right. <laughs> Well, what reason I was asking, because when we when I get to see you next time, we'll actually get to see a lot of your work. We'll actually pull it up on the computer mm -hmm. and uh, put it through the system so you can talk about it and you know express how you came to this or how you came to that or why you drew this particular thing. It makes it easier because people can – plus it, it, it puts a, a record of your work on the, on the YouTube as well, on three or four of the different YouTube channels we're on, plus on the Roku television channel. Mm -hmm. So, and we always tell everybody, you know, these are for y'all to use. They'll, they'll be up online forever. We, we never take anything down. Right. So, um, you know, so you can, you can download them. If you want them in audio, you can download them strictly in audio. You want to download them in video. They'll be on YouTube or Facebook or Roku. So you can pull them off any of those. And then for you to use, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't put any restrictions on the, t on any of that stuff. Cause it's your work. All we're doing is put, putting it through the system so people can take a look at it. Right. And, and, and it's, it's a really, it's, I, I love these new systems. It's really nice that you can put your artwork on it. It's a little harder with authors cause it's, you can't really put a page of, well, you could, but it wouldn't look right. <laughs> 
<laughs> but with, with with illustrators, it's it's a lot different. You can you can put it. We've had a lot of good illustrators on here, including uh, one of my favorites, Echo Chernick. She's uh, the coordinating judge. She's she has some fabulous artwork. She does some oil that is just absolutely fantastic. So, what is your favorite medium? Um, I primarily use digital now. So, um, yeah, well, when I was in high school, I did do traditional and like, you know, I've dabbled in like acrylics and stuff like that. But I think probably with the decision on the industry at the time I wanted to go into, which was, you know, gaming concept art, a lot of that transcended into digital. Um, and so, and that's kind of like what, you know, I've learned to use and I, I actually enjoy digital just because. It's a lot less messy, <laughs> but I can see really, that. Well, it's also so versatile, um, you know, just because, you know, even though I work digitally, I still treat my process as traditionally as possible. Like if anybody's familiar with Photoshop, you know, we have mm -hmm. layers and stuff like that, but I try to work with as few layers as possible. I still look at oil painters, like, you know, for inspiration and whatnot, because I still like the idea of like blending and painting. Um, and I try to incorporate that into my pieces a lot. Like, so for example, when I'm at shows, people always think my work is traditional. And I'm like, no, it's digital. I just like, you know, I just try to take those techniques and put them into there. Cause that's what, and like, again, like I'm a fan of like, you know, Baroque Renaissance, paintings like that kind of mm, feel too. Too, so that so working having like a traditional mindset while working digital allows me to kind of like you know have some fun with it but also i have like the versatility of like if i make a mistake you know i can save my work or go back you mm, know so you're very good with faces that's a plus sorry yeah. I'm, 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 I'm watching i'm on your page actually it's, uh... yeah i'm just i'm just looking at your art that's going to be in volume um 40 and um so I'm looking at that. So that's minimal number of layers then that you've created with that. Usually, yeah. I mean, I still work with layers, but I try not to be super dependent. Like I have, like, yeah, I know some artists, they'll be like, I use like 500 layers. Or I'm like, that is not me. Yeah. Um, usually yeah. the way I do it is um, I, I'll, I'll work with a couple layers. And then when, once I get to a point where I feel like is a good like milestone, I'll smash it all down and then I'll work on top of that. And then once I like that, I it's like a, rinse and repeat process. So yeah. um, I still have- The same way you'd make a painting. You, you, you build from the background to the middle ground to the foreground. And each time you put a like a vapor barrier between each layer, so it gives depth. Otherwise right. you're just looking at a postcard. It's just so flat. It might as well be a pencil drawing. Right. And like, that's the, and the other, and the other thing too, is so that way with the layers, I can have, um, the versatility of like certain effects. Like if I want to add more highlights, I can use like an overlay layer or like actually one thing I do too, that's kind of similar to oil painters is whenever I start a painting, I always usually start in black and white to get my values down. And so like oil painters, they do something similar where they do glazing, where they start in black and white, and then they use very diluted um, pigments to start incorporating color in. And so that's kind of my process as well. So I can layer the color in there, um, but also too, there's that digital aspect where I can manipulate that to my will. So um, I usually try to, and the reason why I start with black and white first is because I really try to get all the answers for a painting laid out, um, whether that's like the composition or like, you know, is the character, you know, the main focus or something else. And then I can expand on from there because like, and this is my teacher side showing a little bit, but like I tell my students this a lot is that if your values, like your black and white values are not good in the painting, it doesn't matter what colors you use. It's going to be 
muddy. So it's very important to have as many questions answered before you get into the rendering process, um, you know, as possible. So that way you don't get into problems midway through or get to a point where you can't fix things or it makes it harder mm -hmm. to fix things. You know, so. that, that, that painting you got there on the, uh, to, on my screen, it's on the right side where you've got that, um, a very real background. And then you've got that person that's like translucent. Mm -hmm. Is that like one of your, um, cause I've seen multiple, sh uh, images here that that Joe's been scrolling through. Is that one of your trademark things that you do? Which one? The one on the, the right there? Yeah, where there's the girl that what, the fairy, wherever she is, she looks more translucent and everything else looks more substantial. Oh, yeah, that is probably so that piece is probably my flagship piece for my last couple of years. So, um, you know, pre 2020, um, I went to a workshop and it was all about exploring like, you know, artistic independence and kind of yeah. doing your own thing. And so um, that piece was one that I it was it's based it's based off Hades and Persephone, the Greek myth. And so originally right. it was um, going to be just Hades <clears throat> and Persephone together. But then I decided to do a triptych series. And that piece definitely is something that kind of broke me out of this artistic monotony that I had. Like, for example, like I said, I did freelance. I was doing a lot of freelance at the time I was working. I was just doing art for like the goal of just creating like for, you know, to get a job with companies or whatnot. Yeah. And then that piece was something that I truly enjoyed. And it also made me discover my love for painting, like more glowy, ethereal, like fairy, like characters, like fantastical things like that. Like a lot of, you can see my work has a lot of organics. I love painting yeah. flowers and trees and, um, that piece kind of spearheaded everything else, um, since then. And so obviously yeah. my style has changed and, you know, my interests change as time goes on, but, um, you know, I, it's so funny because recently I had kind of a bit of an art block and, Part of it was not, it was mainly because I was looking at that piece and I love it, but it had become such a staple to the point where I'm like, how can I hit that mark again? And that's something it's kind of scary to think about because, um, you know, not every painting is one that we love. It's usually like, you know, but you just got to start, you just got to get them out. And then eventually sometimes you hit the nail on the head and sometimes you don't. And it had been a little while since I'd done that in my personal opinion. So yeah, well, um, what you did on this on volume 40, your image there definitely uses that technique that you did quite well. So it's very unique. I haven't seen that before. That's why I was curious if that's a trademark for Ashley. Yeah. I love very, I love, like I said, I love playing with like, like I mentioned, um, like looking at Baroque, like, or high, like the term is like chiaroscuro, like high contrast paintings, like from like the Renaissance and stuff. And so that's kind of something I like to play with in my work. So that, that goes back into working with the values. Like I love high contrast stuff. And also like, you know, with her being so glowy, it's like, how can I make that work with a high contrast background, but also incorporating the elements that I want to. And, you know, I could go on and on, but. No, it was great um, what you did. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> how are how are you inputting the the figures and things? And are you just drawing in the computer with a pen, or do you start with a sketch on a paper and then scan it in? It's, how are it's, you? It's all digital, so it's all hand drawn. Um, so like I usually like you know I'll just open up a file and just start sketching, um, and build from there. Like usually I try to sketch really loosely or small. And now, when you say hand drawn, that's definition two. Definition one for some of us is like you have a pencil and a piece of paper and you sketch. Yeah. You say yeah. hand drawn. And a big eraser for all the mistakes and you a, make. Yeah, yeah right. you've got a tablet. 
Well, and like I mean, like I have it right here. It's like it's it's it, it's a pen, but it's just a it's a, yeah, it's a stylus. Yeah. It has an eraser on it too. It's just all on the computer. And, you know, um, I usually like to clarify that too, because especially there's so many different ways to do it. Yeah, I was going to say, with, with, with the art programs, you can do so many. Like, I, I, I cannot draw. I, I went to art school. I failed intro to painting, and I can actually <laughs> paint. I'm very good at painting. Uh, but uh, they, they, you know, they made me, I was there for video class. So they made me take all these drawing classes. And when I got to life drawing, you have to draw the human figure. I, I just couldn't mm -hmm. do it. So I substituted an architectural drawing, which I excel at. Mm -hmm. uh, but most artists, when they draw a figure, they draw it with, they start with simple shapes, like an oval and a trapezoid for the body. But some of these art programs, you can go up and you can grab like differently shaped nibs that shape the, that, that can make shapes that you, you know, you pick a color and, and it makes like a, an arm. Are you doing it that way? Are you also hand drawing in all the muscle stuff? Cause there, there's so many shortcuts you can do. And then after you put the basic big, you know, blocky things and you go back and clean it up, which I think takes more time. Right. I hand draw everything, but like it's so some stuff is, I mean, I hands down, I love drawing people. I love drawing characters. Um, I think there's so much beauty that you can have in the human figure. Um, I especially love female figures, as you can see, because there's just like, and not in like just all different sizes because the curvature and the way that the muscles move, like actually like mm -hmm. one of my other favorite things too, is not just looking at Renaissance or Baroque paintings. I love looking at like bar Baroque sculptures, like, um, Bernini and like just seeing how like um you know the body contorts and so obviously that stuff can be pretty difficult to do just straight from the head you know so sometimes sometimes I'm able to hit it pretty well like from imagination or um sometimes I get reference like I'll either like I literally have like a little tripod to put my phone on and I'll take photo reference of myself or um I'll take photo reference of someone else and bring that you got a school full of kids yeah. Yeah. You, got whole, you, got, you got a whole bunch of them. And then, what, another a suggestion I, I can have for you, especially for, for like for me, I, like I said, drawing human form is like impossible. Uh, but to get, you know, the musculature, right, you're doing, you're doing very well. Uh, it might be a good idea if you haven't heard of Frank M. Netter to check out his work. Uh, he did mostly uh, medical illustration. You know, like mm -hmm. when you go to the doctor's office, you see those posters. If it's an ear, nose and throat doctor, they have ear, nose and throat and then all the inner workings. He did that right. kind of work. So it, it helps an artist to know what's underneath the skin. Oh, you know, to draw absolutely. a muscle is pretty easy, but to draw how it looks under the skin on top and the different ways you ripple and move, like you're saying, if you right. study that kind of stuff, I think you, you make yourself a better and better artist. Right. And that's something, another thing I tell my students a lot, like, especially like, and, and I understand where they're coming from because I was a closed minded high school or college student at one point too. But you know, when they tell me like, oh, I hate biology, I'm like, but they love art. And I'm like, well, biology is part of art. They're, like, they're they kind know. of, they're kind of interlocked. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, and it's just so funny too. Cause you say you like architectural, like if you ask me to paint like a spaceship, forget it. Like I would know, I can like, that's a, like, it's just the way I work. Like robots are like, you know, I mean, obviously you can see, I lean more fantasy based, like, um, you know, from mm -hmm. a concept artist perspective, like for fantasy is also more always usually more organic and then sci-fi usually tends to lean more geometric you know and structural yeah. you know mechanical and so, geometric yeah yes, yeah i agree so, totally yeah yeah so, I, I i agree with you on all of those points uh you know I, I my 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 medium was when i went to school was was electronic was video and i have uh, when i graduated the school called us up years later and said oh by the way we made you take so many classes of art history and you elected to take so many classes of photography, you now have minors in both. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, but but the, I excelled at the mechanical stuff. I mean, my people have told me my still lifes are extremely lifeless. And you want to hear that because, you know, oranges don't run around on a painting. Uh, but 
the, the human form around us, that, that, that soft soft landscapes. I got trees. I got building. Nail it. Human form. I just, I don't, it's, how do you get around it? Because I can't do it. It's so hard. But think, is there is there a block to get past? Um, you know, it's so funny. One of the big things about drawing people, and this came from someone else I heard, and I can't remember who it was, but um, I think we get really picky about drawing people is because we there's a very specific way people are structured. Like we see people in real life, like even when it comes down to like the symmetry of the face, you know, mm -hmm. and so, you know, like with a tree, you can just draw a tree and it could not be from real life, but you know, you can make it as organic or twisted as you want. Nobody's really going to know the difference, but if you draw a person and the arms are too long or the legs are too short or the face structures, off, we're going to notice that because we as people subconsciously know how humans look in real life, unless mm -hmm. there is something, you know, deformed about them or something like that. And so when we have that mindset of how a human should look, when we see something that doesn't look quite right, it goes into that uncanny valley kind of deal. And so yeah. people feel a little bit unsettled with looking at it because it's like, okay, even if it's stylistic, you know, like even like, I, I remember seeing, um, a cover for a comic and the, there was a female figure on the front and she was beautifully illustrated. Um, and this was for a, a major publisher, but I could just see off the bat, even though she was beautifully illustrated, I noticed her legs were too long, you know? And it's like, it's again, one of those things, mindsets of like, Oh, anatomically, even if someone doesn't know how to draw anatomy, we as humans know how anatomy should look. And so obviously you have to be a little bit more, you have to study it a little bit longer and understand those structural things. And yeah. that's why also too, um, it's important, you know, even if you want to be like a stylized cartoonist that does stuff for Disney or like something like that, you still have to understand how realistic anatomy works because it's more, it's really important to understand the complex stuff and learn that first and then go back and simplify it rather than start simply and add on. Because again, it's those foundational things. It's like the, the building a house. If you don't understand how the foundation of the house is built, where the structure comes from, it doesn't matter how many windows or you know what kind of roof you put on top of it, it's still not gonna look quite, quite right or be built quite right. You know, so, and I mean, drawing people are, is hard, but I mean, I think it just comes down to like, you know, how people draw and like how their brain processes certain things. I mean, I just, the biggest thing I can say is draw from real life. Um, yeah. You know, and again, like I said too, it's like, I try to draw from my brain as much as possible, but there's just some points, some poses, it just doesn't work. So I'm like, okay, I have to pull out my reference. You know, if I don't, then this isn't going to look quite right. And there's no shame in that either. You know, having reference is, I mean, the the, mo the most masterful of artists use reference every day for their paintings and that's really oh i agree I, I think that all the greats out, out of necessity had to become good sculptors sculpture mm -hmm. yeah that's a hard word they were good <laughs> at sculpting so that they could put like they could have a sculpture of say you know david in their parlor and they need to you know have a guy holding a sword like this so they just look over there. oh that's how that arm looks and then boom mm -hmm. you're done you right know, well, they didn't have the one internet of, like we do yeah craig elliott one of our judges um, he does most of the creative or most, yeah, most of the creative as a senior art director for, he was Netflix. I think he's now back to Disney mm -hmm. and he creates models. He, he builds the act 3d <laughs> sculptures of all these, what you look at and you see in, in animated movies, mm -hmm. he'll create those, those, all those characteristics, the swamp scene or here's the character. That catch is what you're thinking of. Yeah. What's yeah. that? 
they, they, they call them maquettes, little figurines for reference to make, whether it's an animated movie or even a, a, life, a live action movie. Uh, sometimes they do this, especially when they did uh, the Star Wars, the, the, the walkers in the snow. They just made little tiny cardboard miniatures so they could, you know, figure out how to do the scene. So that those having make, making those miniatures is fantastic for all the artists around who are going to be drawing those 2D. Yeah, he, he actually creates them with they're, they're ceramic. They're like, mm -hmm. they're real solid things. He doesn't do that, the paper ones. He does actual, it's amazing when you go to his, his side. He's been a guest before, but I mean, he's just, it's amazing what he does. And he transforms that. He, he takes it then into Disney or Netflix, and they use that now as a reference for all the other artists as they create stuff. Mm hmm well, it's not just for reference of like structure too. Like I see a lot of artists, like um, actually one of my art friends, he's one of y'all's former winners, um, Alexander Gustafson. He does maquettes too. And I know like artists, they'll do them not just for the sake of structure, but even for things like lighting reference, you know, like yeah. if you don't understand how something's lit, because obviously you could have like basic daytime lighting, but how does something look if there's something more dramatic or different colored lighting? Um, sure. there's, another, there's another artist I know, she bought like a lamp that changes colors. And she's like, this is perfect for me to use. Like if I need to have a face lit up, lit up in blue light or red light, like <laughs> there's so many pieces to it. Like I just like having those, and, and again, you, you'll never have reference that's 100% perfect for what you want. Um, it's more so just also to like you just, again, getting that foundation down. And once you have that foundation down, you can manipulate it as much as you want. Like what I'll do too is I'll take like, you know, um, like let's say I have a certain pose that I want. Like I'll take a photo of myself in that pose, but maybe I don't like the hand in that position. I'll take a separate photo of my hand. And that's the beauty of digital too. I'll mash them together to where it's proportionally right and it works, you know? Right. So it's just really, again, answering those unanswered questions so that you go into it. Um, Cause it's, and it, it's actually kind of funny cause it's, um, I love coming up with ideas, but it's my least favorite part of the process. Cause it's so laborious. Like my favorite part is once I get to the rendering, when I can play with that lighting and do all the little details. Cause that's when my brain turns off. And so it's just, but still, it's so important for me to do that stuff in the beginning, even if it's a lot of mental labor. So that way, again, I don't have so much trouble halfway through a painting or I just look at it later and I'm like, oh, I totally missed this, you know? Right. I'm just glad you got talent. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you see my art, you'd be like, oh my God, let's just not even go there. You know, I was thinking when I was going through looking at your website, because we went, I went through quite a lot of it. You know, there's a gaming company down here that's always looking for illustrators and authors mm -hmm. and programmers because mm -hmm. they they came down here about oh, it's got it's been about seven years now, and uh, they start everybody at the same rate, hundred thousand dollars a year to start and pay, mm -hmm. and then they let you go from there and prove what you can do. I can't remember his name. He's a really famous guy, and I never can remember this guy's name. Um, but he decided to put it down here. Well, they got what they call Silicon Valley down here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, 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 uh, by, I'm sorry, Silicon Bayou down here. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so that's what they call it. It's, it's hidden back in the swamp and they have a lot of techies mm -hmm. up in there. For some reason, I, I guess they wanted to be in the swamp. I'm not sure. <laughs> they sing into the alligators. I don't know what it's about, but we're going to love her art then Joe in, in uh, volume 40. Yeah. So. So anyway, I mean, we, 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 you know, so, you know, when we, when we see you next time, we'll be talking about, you know, a lot of stuff we were looking at tonight. Yeah. Cause a lot of people got to see your art while we were talking tonight. I even, I even put the store up in case somebody wanted to buy something, you know, you know since it was there, I figured why not, you know, <laughs> well, hey, look, it was there. I figured why not put it up. Um, 
It's just, you know, and so, I mean, you're ready. You're ready for Los Angeles. You're ready. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so here's the sad news. I will not be able to make it to Los Angeles, unfortunately. I know. I'm very, I'm very sad. I can't, but it's just part of teaching. So in Texas during that time, we have unfortunately standardized testing. And mm. so they need to that. Like we usually we're pretty flexible with travel, but during that time they need all teachers on deck because they're like, you know, they need proctors. Yeah, it's it's, it's your need. Black Friday. Wait, so <laughs> wait, you teach high school in Texas is what you're telling me, right? Yeah. Oh mm -hmm. my God, you, you're going to heaven for sure. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget, the teenagers in Texas are bigger. So. They are, but you know, it's 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 a tough it's a tough job, and like you know, again, I'm, it's it's. Mm. Oh, I bet you it is. Yeah, I got a lot of stressful but rewarding job. I would. It, it it is because like you know, for every sad instance I have, because like I, I will say education is hard, especially right now, but there are kids that do brighten my day. I have to remind myself, you know, like for every, like, like for the instances where things are, days are hard, there are as many that are good. And so I have to like focus on those kids. And like, I have, you know, students like, you know, when they discover what I do too, I tell them every day, I'm like, you know, look, there's like, I've been in their shoes, you know, like they're more reserved and they don't know what to do. And so I'm like, look, there's, steps that you can take to this. And I think part of it too, um, you know, I'm still kind of in a weird navigational place with my career, but I do enjoy teaching them the things that a lot of art teachers don't really have the experience in. Like I said, like I've worked in video game companies, I've worked for publishing, like, you know, even if it's small freelance, I have that experience. Like those are the things I love teaching kids because it's those soft skills and those like, you know, working with an art director skills that you don't really get you know, usually in those spaces. And so I like sharing that with them. And then again, too, the cases, like I said, going to conventions and stuff, I just like, there's, I, I show them there, the, there's no such thing as a starving artist. There's just the right way to do it, you know? And so it's nice to implement into that, that into them early because, you know, I mean, when I was in high school and I told my parents I wanted to be an artist, I'm sure they had a heart attack. <laughs> There are probably a few yeah. gasps in the room, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But and luckily they're very supportive. But it, and it's it's a weird scape right now for illustrators with a lot of stuff going on, you know, with AI and all this stuff. But I'm still a believer that like if you just keep creating and you know the right way to do it, like I think we're gonna be okay. It's just you know, like I said, you got to focus on the good rather than the bad. And I try to teach my that to my high schoolers every single day. You well, know. That's great. So. Yeah, we're going to be at DragonCon again, so we always have a thing where we have a book signing at our booth because they give yeah. us extra space for the rent for the winners. Mm -hmm. So, so I know even if you have your space there in the art show, which is a block and a half away from um, from the um, Mart where we're going to be, where we're set up there with all the other exhibitors, mm -hmm. um, we'll have a time where you can come over and you'll be able to meet your fellow winners as well because mm -hmm. a lot of them will be coming to DragonCon. Mm -hmm. And we're able to get pro badges for all, all the, the winners for the year. So you'll be able to meet several other ones that are able to come to, to Dragon Con. And, and uh, maybe Alex, Alex sometimes keeps on trying to come down to Gustafson, likes to come down. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so we'll still put the invite again there for him. He's, I'm coming, I'm coming and coming. And <laughs> so before he says, oh, I can't make it. Yeah. Uh, it was funny too, because last year, because um, like I, I've I've done the art show for the last two years, and last year I was also across from another one of my friends, another winner, Bruce uh, Bernese. Oh, Bernese, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's a friend of mine too, and so we were talking about all this. So like, like Dragon Con's just such a fun show yeah. in general. It's a madhouse, but it's like it I, yeah, and like it's even exactly last, that. It's <laughs> one of the last conventions that actually has a whole a major space set to celebrate artists. 
mm-hmm. all the other conventions they kind of like lost out that um the art show so the competition to get in there is pretty stiff yeah you know, to be able to, to get in there to the to the art show they mm-hmm. make it they make it big it's the biggest one in science fiction yeah. besides the one the, the actual gen con something like that which is geared towards the artists mm-hmm. jimmy if you're going to dragon con you better get your butt in shape is all i got to tell you <laughs> Look, if you're gonna stay at one building, it's no, 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 no. So I'm mean, staying in one building. So I, I, I stayed at the Marriott last. No, I stayed at the Hilton last time, and uh, so it's up the hill, down the hill, up the hill, down the hill. You know, I'm an old guy. Up the hill, like man, there's a golf cart around here. Up the hill again. I'm just like, come on. At least you didn't do that in a Darth Vader costume. Oh, oh I know. That's what I was thinking. I mean, I, I was in jeans <laughs> and, a, and a dress shirt. Is all I was in. And if you're in those hotels past like 8:30 p.m., 9 p.m., it's like, oh, that's when it really gets like. That's yeah. when the hoot nanny begins. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, my first year there, like after the art show closed, like me and my friend, which like I'm, I'm very introverted. I'm like, okay, it's time to go. But like me and my friends, we would just sit and p- people watch. We would sit in the balcony of the Hilton and just like watch what was going on because it's just such a fun show. Like, and yeah, I have yeah, friends. They are they are some crazy people at Tendra. Midnight. There's it's usually a, a drum fun. circle on the back door of the Hilton. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's always a lot of fun to watch. People, if, if you can go, if you if y'all can attend, you should go up there, people. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Atlanta's Atlanta's a good town. It doesn't really matter because you need you're kind of just stuck. There's, there's what five hotels, and really, you're not going to really be going anywhere but those five hotels. You'll be too tired yeah. to go anywhere else but them damn five hotels. Yeah. Plus um, America's yeah. Mart, which is where the yeah. exhibit. Yeah. Are. So yeah. you, I mean, you can get all over the place, and it's uh, it's really not as bad as I make it sound. I mean, it is a lot. If you're going to walk, just know you're going to get wore out. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can Uber around for pretty cheap. And yeah. the Uber people, most of them know their way around pretty good. So the first year when I didn't Uber around, I just walked. Second year, I said, uh, uh, uh. So I said, yeah, I just. Put it to Uber on my phone. Push, 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 push. Man, they were like, I turned around. Uber guys are sitting right next to me. I'm like, all right, where are you going over there? Okay, let's go. Two minutes later, I said, I like this. This is going to work out really good. And it didn't cost a lot. It was like two, three dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't. No, no, I'm serious. People wasn't that bad. I mean, then it was is easy, and they usually have ten or fifteen. You'll see it when you hit the Uber button. They'll say uh, driver within one minute of you. Uh, there's usually ten or fifteen drivers yeah, right there. They're, they're I'll, start, I'll start doing that when I get old, but otherwise yeah. I'll keep on walking. Hey, 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 I'm, yeah, I, I mean, am old, man. What the hell? Part of, the anyway, we we got we got to let an introvert. So. Um, but anyway, so Pat Henry, the owner of uh, Dragon Con, he's going to be doing a special presentation this year at the Rise of the Future mm-hmm. uh, Gala. He's an oh, interesting. Okay. He's an interesting yeah. character in himself. But we we got we got to let you go because I see we have our our next guest is is, is patiently waiting to to join uh, the rest of us crazy people up here. May is sitting all peacefully quiet down there, like oh my god, what did I get myself into? Uh, well, but actually, I, 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 I love your art. I'm so sorry I'm not going to be able to see you, but I, I look forward to meeting you then at Dragon Con. I am too, but I appreciate like again, I'm very thankful and grateful for like the opportunity and stuff like that. And again, like, you know, like you said, there's Dragon Con, there's other instances, you know, yeah. where I hopefully I'll be crossing paths with y'all. So hopefully that, yeah. especially Dragon Con, hopefully that yeah. becomes yeah. the case. So well, I usually come up to torture John at Dragon Con. So if you're up there, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to do it interview. Uh, he shows up for the booze. Don't let him fool you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, all, we also exhibit it at Tampa Comic Con too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they, I, I they, they, if you can make it there, we can also get you a, a pro badge to get in. Yeah, oh, they, okay. they've got a great setup there. I mean, they really do. Um, Bruce, now anybody can go to Dragon Con. You just got to pay a fee and go. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Not, it's, it's, it's not cheap, yeah. but you can get there. I think I paid like one. Uh, anyway, it's like one twenty-six or something. It's it's, yeah. 
for five or how many days is it? Four, four days. days. And four anyway, days. It, it's worth the, it's worth the money. It's, Monday. It's, yeah, it's it's worth the money. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's it comes out to like twenty five dollars a day. If you cannot drive, if you get it better, early, the, the the later you pay for a, a badge, the more expensive it gets, and at the door even more. So, but yeah. they are always usually available. Yeah, right. Joe. Joe will sell you one for four hundred dollars, but that's it. That's it. Well, <laughs> it's a, I'll it's sell you a good one for four hundred dollars. It's. I give you one of these special badges. Yeah, the counterfeit yeah. badge, but it'll get you through the door. Why does it say twenty twenty three on it? No, that's before. Yeah, we're time traveling badges. <laughs> Um, but really, people, if you can get up there, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've been last two years. It's, it's, it's a lot going on up there. It's it's always a lot of fun. There's always people everywhere. And yes, Bruce, they dress up like insane. It's it's Everybody. worse than Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras people dress up insanely. No, no, the only real difference is down here they're naked. Down there they're not. But really and truly, everybody dresses <laughs> up. You know. Extreme difference. Well, you know, so this 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 guy got. I mean, this girl got arrested. Because she was, she kept touching this lady's leg because she wanted to feel her jeans, right? They were painted on jeans, they were, <laughs> real jeans. Oh, they, were, they looked real. Don't get me wrong. When you looked at them, they looked like real jeans, but they were not real jeans. <laughs> and she kept reaching and finally, the woman just had enough. Smacked <laughs> her. I was like, I was like, oh my god! Only in the city would this happen. But see, now you know what? Now, if you want to see some artists make some money, go see the ones that paint everybody down for Mardi Gras. They yeah. charge anywhere from seventy-five to two hundred and fifty dollars to paint somebody for Mardi Gras. Wow! And they're and they're doing. I mean, they're nonstop. There's a line waiting to get painted. They have a competition yeah, television show like Project Runway with that stuff. They do. People. They do. Yeah. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's really neat stuff. Yeah, they do. And I they, wouldn't they, know they, about they, that, but I'm glad you guys know about it and can tell us about it. Yes, but look, you know, some it's things on are, TV. Some so things. PG thirteen. No, no, that's right. It's it's PG thirteen. <laughs> Well, Maybe not the stuff. The stuff in the quarter. But it's not okay. bad. <laughs> the stuff in the quarter is not PG thirteen. Stuff in the quarter is like probably triple X or something. But yeah, uh, PG, oh, yeah. If you're under the age of twenty one or under the age of eighteen, you don't need to see this stuff anyway. Yeah, don't you, go you'll, down. You'll, there. <laughs> stay away from the French Quarter. But they do. I mean, it's it's insane how much. And it's not. They do it like five times a year because they do all kind of other festivals where everybody gets painted up. Because for some reason in the city, if you're completely painted, you can go completely naked. But if you're not, you're going to jail. <laughs> Don't even ask. I have no idea how anybody gets away with this. Well, it's funny you say that because, like, during the height of the COVID thing, there were a couple of – I don't know if they were on the internet or just being funny, but there were a couple of these idiot bloggers that did, like, airbrushed COVID masks. But it's airbrushed, so there's no, like, cloth there. Yeah. So it's like, have... yeah, I'm sorry. You're going to have to actually put a real mask on. Put a real one on. Put a real one on. But Ashley, it was great talking with you tonight. I can't wait to see you. And uh, if you get anything else or any work you want to send it, just send it along because uh, we'll post it as we go along. Eventually, all of this will get up on the websites. But this will publish today, actually, probably uh, uh, within about an hour and a half. This will actually publish on YouTube and on uh, a couple other places. So it's okay. always there. It's always available, so you can always get hold to it. But we got to bring our other guests on because before she she decides to slap Jay. Uh, by, by the You're way, in charge may, here, sir, not me. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, may you you can slap Jay. I don't, I don't personally mind. <laughs> just, it's it's just one of those things, people. Um, so anyway, let me get let me get her up here. I don't know if it's going to let me bring her up here. Or not. Been very nice meeting you, Ashley. Nice meeting y'all. Thank nice you so you, much. Ashley. Thank you, Scoot. Right, let's see. Okay, and there's May. Hello, May. How you doing? Yay! I'm good. How are you? You, you, you happy? You glad you won? Do, 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 yeah, do. of course. Yes. Well, hey, I never know. You know, you always ask because somebody might go, "What? What do you mean? I won what? What am I doing here?" 
<laughs> you're from China? Oh, uh, my parents are. I was I was born. Yeah, in you America. you she yeah she she's you can kind of tell by the accent she's born in the U.S. It's um I got I got well, I got a lot of friends from China. I'm, I'm, I'm questioning is because do you speak Chinese? Yeah, I do. Um, okay, because we have a lot uh, of Chinese comedians going to be coming to the event. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. And a lot of, lot yeah. of Mandarin-speaking people there for the uh, gala. It's uh, it's, it's a, actually a lot of really good press there for the gala all the way around. So you'll enjoy that. All very friendly press too. So yeah, you know that they're actually there to be friendly. There's nobody. I can honestly tell you the whole time you're there, you're not going to experience any hostile or any mean press <laughs> of any kind. I'm the worst thing you'll have to deal with the whole entire time. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> and if you hear you're scheduled for an interview with Joe, just try to hide. No, he'll find you eventually, but I am, I am, I am very, I am very sweet. So, uh, you got websites, uh, where you, you keeping your artwork up or. Yeah, I do. Um, I can throw it in the chat if you guys want. Yeah. You can post it in the chat cause yeah. I'll bring it up in a second. Cause we got, we got some time with you. It's, um, it's okay. Let me grab this from over here since, uh, oh, there it is. Look at that. Dun, 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 dun. No, don't try to open on the same link. Yeah. It's what are we open then? I just got to make sure where I'm at because if I'm on uh, anything but Google, StreamYard is not a big fan of Microsoft for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why. It does not like the Edge browser. Yeah, it just I don't I don't know what that is. It's really one of the only real bad things about this particular uh, browser. I don't I don't know. It's one of those things that hey, what are you going to do? There's probably a partnership out there. No, it probably <laughs> is. It, it really, you know what? You're probably it's right. A it's on, it's it on probably show, is. Isn't it? <laughs> it's probably exactly what it is. They probably got some kind of deal with them to say, "Hey, you know, let's <laughs> let's 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 do it this way. Let's see if we can bring this up." Dun, da, da, da. Look at that! Look at that! So, wait, wait, let's wait, where I can actually see the website, so I know what I'm doing. So, I, before we even get into that, um, what made you decide to be an artist, an illustrator? Yeah. Um, so, I guess I've always liked art since I was really young, and I think partially because I was an only child I like spent a lot of time just like writing stories or coming up with stories and just like hanging out like on my own I guess um mm -hmm. and so ever since I was young I've had like a lot of imagination and like ideas and so I started like drawing since I was like probably like three or like whatever and then I got more serious about painting when I was around well I started like doing doing like formal like oil painting when I was like 14 15 and I got like a lot more serious about it when I was 16 i think because like the school district i grew up in was pretty like overachiever-esque and so like by the time we were 16 everyone's already talking about like oh like what do you want to be when you grow up and stuff so i was like well i really like art but i don't know if like i'm on the right track right now to be able to do it professionally um but i like spoke to my mentor and he was like if you really want to get serious about it then like we can get serious about it and i was like okay i'll do that um so yeah i'm 20 now so it's been about four years um, and that's how I got like much more serious into like developing technique and like different ideas and subjects and compositions and doing photo shoots and that sort of thing. So that, 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 that's amazing. <laughs> Only 20. I mean, look, I'm, I'm freaking amazing. Well, I'm just saying, you know, usually I, I, people I hear a little bit older. So, mm. uh, so now you're in there. So, and then you said oil, you know, I, I'm a big fan of oil for some reason. I talk about this with people all the time. I'm, not exactly mm -hmm. sure why. Just for some reason, I, I just like it better. It looks better. Look, it's so cool. I mean, several, yeah. like, oils are cool. Our cover is, is oil. The one that Daniel Santos painted. That's that's oil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just I'm just a big fan of oil. But what is your favorite medium? I mean, you have anything <laughs> particular you like to? Oh, I mean, digital oil, acrylic, just pencil. 
Yeah, um, I would definitely say I like oil the most right now. I just find that like the way the like I, I really like like the tactile aspect of it, like just like mixing like opaque colors to like create like really rich or vibrant colors. Um, and then I like applying things like in layers because it allows you to like experiment with like technique and like different processes and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, but I also do like digital as well. I usually do digital for my, like my less like formal work, I guess, because it's so much like faster and you can experiment like a lot more. Um, but I think definitely like for my more like refined work and stuff I'm like most like proud of, I guess, or like want to present to people, it's definitely oil. Yeah, well, I see you got the face. Now, look, she's got Ashley over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ashley, if you're still leaving, I'm just kidding. It's, um, I, but you do, I mean, I'm looking at the faces. You have a really good command of faces. Mm -hmm. of course, like I said, don't don't listen to me. I can't even draw stick men, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, if you heard earlier in the show, I, I saw the other artist, uh, Ashley, that I, I can't draw a human figure to save my life, but still life, I, I got him nailed to rights. So drawing an orange <laughs> is real easy because they don't move too fast. <laughs> I don't uh yeah well I always appreciate a good artist I mean it's, it's one mm -hmm. of those things I, I was raised to appreciate art and then I always like a good artist and I always like someone who who draws people for people well what I mean is I mean that you know how can I say this politely uh that you really know that it's a real person you're looking at um mm -hmm. not necessarily somebody from real life but they look like they're from real life it's I guess. called photorealism it's yeah, it's really hard ones. to achieve. Oil painting is about the best way you can do that, but you have to be real, real strong. And she's got those chops, I can tell already. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but you, you did say that you, mm -hmm. you, you, you you got your skill from, from being an only child and having a great imagination and just doing things on your own. That's how we learn things at the best, I think. And, and you shouldn't think badly of that situation. Have you ever heard of a man named Fred Rogers? Oh, um, I don't think so. Maybe a little TV show you might have heard of called Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. He yes. was also an only child and he created a lot of his stories that he brought to the TV show mm -hmm. as a child. Okay. He was alone until he was like, I think, 18 and his parents adopted a, a daughter when he was going to college. But he invented puppets and stories and like the trolley train that you see on his show, all that <laughs> stuff in Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. That came from his childhood, out of his mind. So keep that stuff. Don't let, don't think negative of any of that stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Grab onto that stuff. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Keep it. Mm -hmm. well, I just wish I could draw something besides a stick, man. I'm just telling y'all up front here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being upfront about it, man. Uh, just I'm, I, That's about it. <laughs> yes. I'm just, uh, I, you know, I got a lot of talents <laughs> and a lot of things. Art is not one of them. <laughs> It's, I, I got. I can. I, I can. I, I like to look at art. I guess I could be a good critic, but uh, it, it's really I'm not good. that hard, Joe. I, honestly, I'm, I I did go to a Bob Ross uh, painting class today, and I painted an oil painting down in within three hours. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not dry. It's wet as hell. It's going to take a month to dry up, but it's not real, real hard. It's just, you just all you need is to to know how to put the paint on the canvas, on the brushes, on the knives, and how to apply it. Once you do that, it's just. It's muscle memory and practice, practice, practice. So, yeah. so, so you've been like, is, do you already have like a future job or future commission? Are you doing commissions? Or are you gearing up towards doing working with uh, other companies? Or what's your game plan on what you're doing here? Yeah. Um. So I'm planning on. I have. I've done like a few like portrait commissions, and I've done like a book cover as well. But I'm definitely hoping to do like a lot more of that like in the future. But my most immediate plan is after I graduate college, um, or maybe potentially before. I'm hoping to do it as soon as possible. I'm planning on opening like an art school, 
um and then like having that be like a base of like income and then like at this because like that'll be like part-time at the same time I hope to like grow my own branch and then do like independent commissions and like do book covers and that sort of thing as well so I'm trying to do this freaking wing Uh, I did not have a solid plan like that when I was 20 I guarantee (laughs) I did not have that solid of a plan Uh, we don't want we don't want to know our plan why still in the military (laughs) well we know where we both fell so (laughs) yeah well we don't want to know what my plans were at 20 where are you going to college are you going to an art college or just a regular Oh, no. Um, I'm going to Rutgers, which is in central New Jersey. Um, I'm studying cognitive science. So it's like a blend between philosophy, psychology, and neuroscience. Um, And then I'm also doing a minor in Russian literature, um, history, and comparative literature. Ouch. Ouch in the Russian stuff. All the rest of them. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's that's, that's a, well, that's a curriculum that has it. Well, Smart How many people times can did you do enter it. the contest before winning? Sorry? How many times did you enter the contest? Oh, I think two times. Yeah. Not bad. Um, I think I entered like two quarters before the quarter I actually won. So I tell you yeah. what, these elevator straighters are making these poor authors look bad, man. <laughs> I mean, if you're good, you're good. I mean, I, I like I said, I went to archives. I'm looking at the stuff you're scrolling through, and a lot of that is really, really good stuff. No, there's a lot of good work in here. Yeah. yeah, I mean that one especially. That is, I mean, to draw the inside <laughs> right, of a novel. Who, that's who, tough. who's the model in this though? Oh, she was um uh like someone I knew from college. She was two years older than me. Um, so I met her at, like a club meeting, I think, and I just thought she was like really pretty. And then I got her Instagram, and then it seems like she had experiment um experience doing like photo shoots and modeling and that sort of thing. So I felt like she would be a good job for this one. Yeah, the inspiration behind that painting is like I was trying to redo um like the birth of Venus. So and there was like a book that I read that like um it like talked about like Greek mythology, but in like a different like fictionalized like universe. Um and then like in that world, uh like the way that people perceived Aphrodite, like she's the goddess of beauty, right? But the way that everyone perceived her like varied based on like who was perceiving her because everyone's own standard of like perfect beauty is different. Mm. So yeah. I thought the idea of having like multiples of the same goddess, like portraying that like idea of like the multiplicity of like perfection would be interesting with like the classical idea and painting as well. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's a fantastic <laughs> idea. There, there's a monster in Star Trek that's like that, the salt creature. It, 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 it uh, sends out a pheromone to the people who see it. And based on that person's, uh, I guess, ideal of a woman, the creature appears as a different woman to each man in the show. It's a very cool idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of like multiplicity of like the same concept or the same person or like adaptation and like change and that sort of thing. So <laughs> because we're all multifaceted, so it's always good mm-hmm. to represent that. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know, when you when just listening to what you're taking in your education shows, you're very multifaceted. <laughs> So, I mean, what's a good thing? I mean, especially in today's society, because, you know, when I was a kid growing up, being single faceted was fine. You could get away with a lot of stuff. But in today's world, not so much. Today's world, yeah. you better you better have a lot of education behind you. I mean, if you if you want to really make it in the world or make any kind of mark on the world, you, you need to have a, a good education. It's mm-hmm. not like, um, you know, somebody the other day was, I was picking on one of my friends, but five of the 10 billionaires in the world didn't even graduate high school. So it shows you the difference in the world then and today. That ain't mm-hmm. going to happen today. <laughs> You're not going to be a billionaire today without education. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, Elon Musk kind of proves that. 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, so no, I, I, I mean, you got potential, and I, and I'd like to see some of this stuff in oil because, like I said, I'm such a, a weirdo for oils. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just well, I just one it, for me, I, I feel like an oil tells more of a story, and and two, just the texture of it alone, uh, because you know when people are mixing colors or they're or they're doing a particular thing, this paint may be just a tad bit more raised in this side over here. Or if they're drawing a particular thing or, or a particular tool, it may be ridged just so you, you get a more 3D look. Uh, it's just, and, it, and you just don't really see that in other art. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you do, but you don't. It's hard to explain, but you, you know, it's just, but it's a personal thing. I like all art anyway, so I'm not, I'm not hating, but mm-hmm. I just, that's just my, my personal favorite for some reason. And uh, I used to have a lot of um, oil in the house. Most of them have gotten sold now because they actually ended up worth some money. <laughs> yeah. So they, let's just say they moved along. Uh, but we keep we keep a lot. I mean, we have a lot of uh, way our front living room is set up. We have twelve foot cathedral ceiling. So from uh, floor to ceiling, yeah. From so plenty four, of gallery from, space. Yeah. <laughs> but from from floor to ceiling, it's twenty two feet. So. Uh, there's lots of places to put stuff and lots of room. And we have big, you know, 46 inch pictures on the walls. Uh, mostly just, you know, basic art is what I call it. Uh, fields, flowers, uh, nothing, nothing, com- no complex scenes, I guess is what I'm saying. But very pretty. And, and you know. So, May, I, I'm curious. So, do you paint, because Joe was just talking about big, big wall space. Do you, do you, on your paintings that you create, are they, small that or are they bigger or because i was i was surprised when i toured um frank brazetta's home which when it was turned into a a, a museum mm-hmm. a lot of these paintings that you like they're just amazing you, they, they have such scope and dimension but you look at them and they're like 10 by 12 you know, it's like <laughs> yeah no mostly my paintings i would say like on average are like two by three feet so i like to work yeah, that's a nice painting yeah yeah, yeah, it's large, yeah. Mm-hmm. i like yeah, to be able to like get into the details um that's awesome thanks yeah i really like that one yeah that, that happens to be my favorite superhero so i'm a little jaundiced on that one sorry but yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah it sold out at the first convention i went to for it so it's cool <laughs> yeah that's if you're going to a sci-fi convention you're not going to go home with that if you if you bring like 20 copies you, they'll be gone in the first hour yeah <laughs> I yeah, had like, right, right. a bunch in different sizes. I had like a display version and like they all got sold. <laughs> I was like, okay, noted. Um, so yeah, you, you know what to bring next time. <laughs> Double up on the Spider-Man, lose the Hawkman. <laughs> yeah. So did you see the reveal last night, May? Yeah, I was there. It was really okay. great. <laughs> what did you think of the art? It was really cool. Um, I don't think I had any expectations just because, you know, it was like a totally open prompt, but it was a really interesting image. Um, I like that, like the shapes were like very like simple, but I, I do like symmetry, like structural symmetry. Um, and I always like a figure, as you can probably tell at this point, looking at my art. So um, yeah. I like that it was like narrative, but also a landscape, which I feel like is pretty hard to do. So, yeah. I yeah like I mean, he's, one of the, he's the best of the best out there in terms of the cover artists, and he knows how to paint a painting specifically for a book cover so he knows he's got to create space there for the title to go in and author and other copy in there so he knows mm-hmm. how to paint it to, to lay it out like that too which was really good mm-hmm. yeah it was really cool there was like a huge turnout too um, yeah interesting because i haven't like i think a few of the winners like from both 
um, illustration and writing have like emailed me, but I mean, it's like three people out of like 80 in total. So it was cool. <laughs> yeah. And you'll see, I mean, obviously you meet everybody when you come out. Uh, yeah. You do. Which would be great. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody, everybody at, at author services and rising future is obviously very anxious to meet all the winners, but the judges, you know, definitely is there any particular judge or any person that you're looking forward to meeting more than others. Um, I'm not sure. I feel like I haven't really spent time like perusing the roster of who's going to show up. Um, but I definitely will like once the event gets like a lot closer. Yeah. So but. yeah, you definitely sound like you've got a life you're living right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, college, college is a lot. <laughs> so yeah, college, college is yeah, also doing art is a lot, So, but it's good. College is a lot. Well, good. That's a good way to get out some of that stress though. Mm -hmm. uh, put it, you know, take it out of you and stick it in a picture somewhere. <laughs> it's, uh, no, I mean, you know, believe me or not, when I first started doing radio, radio was good stress relief for me. Now that I own the station, not so much, but uh, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, it was good stress release. Uh, you know, I'd tear up people or have some fun or, or just enjoy it in general. So, and I, and I, and I've got friends who do art um, for, for some form of therapeutic exercise, really. Uh, mm -hmm. It allows them to, to kind of forget uh, the rest of the day or the rest of the world and just yeah, kind of disappear into whatever artwork they're doing, mm -hmm. uh, which is nice to see. Mm -hmm. Less chance he'll go crazy. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good thing to see. But you know, I was looking at it, I, I was looking, and the more I look at it, the more I think about Larry and uh, Echo, uh, I see a lot of just similarities in your work to some of theirs. So uh, it might Larry be- Larry Elmore, he's the guy that created Dungeons. Oh, yes. And Echo Chernick is the, is the illustrator. For, she's the one that did the art direction for you. Mm -hmm. Yes, she's yeah. um, she's the big boss, and uh, Echo Echo is great. Don't worry, she's tough, but she is great, man. I when I when I learned more listening to her and Dan DeSantis in a week than I probably did in thirty years of trying to figure out how to draw something. Uh, <clears throat> I still can't draw anything, by the way, but <laughs> at least I understand how it works now. <clears throat> you know, can you, can what, you what take you a mean? pencil and draw it across a piece of paper? You've just drawn a line. It's that's it's, it's that simple, Joe. I use a level when I do that, you know. <laughs> Architects use tools. I, 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 like I said yeah. earlier in the show, I, I love architectural drawing. It's so you, you have this big bar that goes across the table. You can all your lines and, are and, always and, straight. And, and be honest with you, low lines we use chalk lines for, so we just pop a chalk line. In there. If you got to cheat, you got to cheat. But whatever, what, as long as it's straight. I'm a contract, <laughs> you know, it's tools that we use. You know, a friend of mine says, "Well, you're a painter." I said, "No, I'm not." He said, "Joe, he said you paint whole huge buildings." Technically, you're this, a painter. It's not the same thing. <laughs> no, it's not really. But and then, yeah. wait, wait. The best part is my goofy son. He'll start making you know figures while we're painting. I was like, you know, you got to paint over that, right? It can't stay. There. <laughs> He'll do some graffiti. I was like, you know, we're going to paint right over that graffiti. And then, you know, it's, but it is, it is. I mean, it's it is acrylics, and I do. At least I understand, you know, how oil paint works and how acrylic paint and and, and latex is all work. So at least when I'm listening to an artist, I have an understanding of what they're going through or how they're preparing things and uh, how what's going to really change in the future. I was watching a guy. I was in uh, Las Vegas, and he was doing what I would consider an oil, but he was doing it somehow or another. He, he thickened up the latex because he said he wanted to make sure this paint was going to live for a thousand years. I said, dude, you do know. I said, there's oil paintings from way back in the day that are still here, right? He's like, yeah, but... I said, whatever you, you, you want to. So he did get uh, um, like the waves curled up and the white caps came over. He did a good job with it, but it just, when you touch it, it felt rubbery. I don't know how yeah, to explain it. it. So when you touch, like, yeah, 
And when you touch an oil after it's dried, it, it's got a, a solid it, touch to it. This just it sort it sort of takes on the the texture of the canvas behind it. It almost has a, a, a you know a fiber mm -hmm. feel to it. I know what you, it, I know what you're talking about. This way, and it maybe said that maybe the paint will be in a thousand years. I don't know why it's ugly as all hell, but still. So May, I, I've got a question. So, so I've, when I've talked to several of our winners over the years, when, when you know all this education, and then you drop the, um, the, uh, the bomb saying, "I want to be an artist when I grow up." What was what was the reaction? Um. I kind of did that like one month ago. So. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh man. <laughs> um, I must have loved that. Yeah, it kind of just happened. Um, I think hmm, it's kind of, I, I guess I kind of did like a half measure because I told my mom I wanted to open a school after I graduated or like right before I graduated, that sort of thing. Um, and she got really worried about like, you know, like insurance because, you know, if you have like your own uh company you have to like buy insurance for yourself all the time That's so I'm, like, true. Probably guaranteeing it and that sort of thing and i was like well like i also really like all the things i study so maybe because like um like by the time i turn 26 i'll get off my parents insurance like maybe when i'm 26 i'll like see where things are and then maybe i'll go back to like grad school and then I'll, like also like do the school or something so i wasn't like i'm gonna like a hundred a hundred thousand percent like just be an artist um because i do like other things and um, I don't want to just like spend my life doing like one thing. So right. no, and you should. From personal experience, I mean, I've, I've done many things, and I and trust me, I'm glad I have because I've experienced many things. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, John, let me catch up. Yeah, so like because I've just experienced before talking, especially in the um, girls specifically from the Middle East and from the Orient, when they say I'm going to be an artist or I want to do my art, that it's met with considerable opposition. So I was, so sometimes, you know, you're over here now more in America. So maybe that's made it a little bit more of an easier um, acceptance. But I know we had one winner a couple of years ago. She's doing really well now. She go, She's at uh, USC in, in school. She's, I think, a junior now mm -hmm. from, um, um, not Iran, from, um, but one of those countries there, which are very fundamentalist, and um, everybody was just kind of like, no, this is, you have to be an engineer. You have to be a doctor. Even her teacher was saying, no, no, no. Wouldn't give her any supplies to do her art with. And so she'd have to take, you know, paper that she could scrounge and, and find pencils to do her art with. Um, but she is so dedicated to it. But I was just curious because it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's, you know, it's understandable, but it's also unfortunate too, because there's so much amazing art from the Orient that, um, can be expressed and there's the artistic, you know, from the Middle East is just amazing. So I was just, I was just curious how that was with you. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty good. Like since I was very young, I've always been able to like do art lessons and that sort of thing. Like my mom has always supported me. Um, and like, even in, like when my apprenticeship started, which was like pretty serious, it was like an extracurricular basically that I was doing like multiple times a week. Um, she still let me do it. And um, like even when I went to college, she was very much like, like you should study what you want and then figure out how to monetize it instead of mm -hmm. like, you have to like do STEM, you have to do whatever. Like she did like, I think she never like really put pressure on me to like go into a specific field or anything. She always just wanted me to like do my best in like whatever situation or whatever field I was studying. So I'm very grateful for that because I know it's like not the same for like a lot of people in general. A lot of people are stuck with whatever they decide to take, and that's just the way it works. 
Yeah. Uh, and some people are afraid also when you get into the arts, like when you have a nine to five, you're guaranteed your, you know, as long as the company stays there, you're guaranteed your paycheck every two weeks. And mm -hmm. people, some people really like that stability. Mm -hmm. Whereas an artist is, you know, they tend sometimes the artists and like when you talk to the people that you're going to be meeting at the, at the workshop, they forwent the idea we see you, Gigi. of the two week to being able to, I'm, I'm going to create, I'm going to make it go. And mm -hmm. uh, there's a little bit of scariness on it, but there's also a go for how to do that as well successfully. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, look, I, I say this all the time. I want all y'all to be famous and rich so I can call you and say, hey, can you remember me? Can I have a ticket? <laughs> I want to come see the premiere. I, wanna, I know her. Look, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I, we get to meet a lot of interesting people, both illustrators and authors. And I mean, some of them already have pretty interesting careers, uh, you know, since I've, I've met them, which I find interesting. Mm -hmm. But I'm always wanting all y'all to be very successful. Uh, it, it just, it's just nice meeting people who are out there trying. You really sound ambitious uh, right off the bat. There's a couple of things we, we share in common. And John, too. John can't help himself. He can't sit still. Um, <laughs> You don't believe me? Wait till you, you know. Wait, wait till you meet. He, he, he's, he's, none of us can actually sit still. Constantly on the move. And and then yeah. and, and then when you get to meet like Emily and Joni and all, and they're just they're just whirlwinds. How they do what they do is beyond. You have nothing but respect for them, ladies. Even though I give them nothing but trouble, that's you know. Still, <laughs> still, they they are hard working. Um, everybody at Author Service and everybody at Writers of, uh, of the Future are just I don't know. They're all good people. Galaxy Press, a whole bunch of them. Are just good people, and you'll enjoy it. That they they work really hard to make sure. You know, it's I'll tell you one of the greatest things about the whole group of people who work the Writers of the Future contest is, for the most part, you really don't know they're there. You know, the judges are there. You know, people like me are there, but you really don't know they're there unless you need something from them. Mm. Uh, and yeah. I gotta say, it's one of the best things about the whole thing because I've watched them. You know, I really just really need to write an article is because I'll watch them, and they're there. I mean, they're everywhere, but then they're not. You just, again, unless you need them for something, they're just, they want you to be there and learn and enjoy yourself. They want you to learn and they want you to enjoy yourself all at the same time. And they work really, really, really hard to make sure that happens. Yeah. Uh, so, And I don't give enough credit for that. I really need to get more. But uh, anyway, it was great talking to you tonight. I can't look forward, wait to, forward to meeting you out there. And then we can get into a little bit of what, uh, how you decided to draw this or draw that or why this one looks like that and why Thor's in there, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> I see Thor in there, guys. So we're going to ask him about that one. But uh, anyway, it's been great talking to you. And I really can't wait to see you. And remember, everybody's there is there for you and even the press. You're not going to even get to experience any any bad press. Everybody's really nice yeah. and works really hard, again, to make sure that you have a good time. And don't be scared to ask questions. And, and, and I'll tell you that. Don't forget to edit your resume to say award-winning illustrator. That's oh, right. yeah. The book has already hit uh, three bestseller lists since yeah. our release last night. Yes. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, we are yeah. our best. You're, you're don't best don't forget now. that. You are yeah. already famous. And if, <laughs> and, if, and if you feel like you're scared to ask somebody that you want to talk to, but you're like, a little shy, just come get me. I'll introduce you. Uh, <laughs> okay. no, no, I'm serious. I will. I, I introduce a lot of people. Actually, I just, it's just, you mm -hmm. know, cause they're there. They're there for you. That's what they're there for. 
mm-hmm. including yeah. my good friend Echo, who always beats me up when I'm there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. She's great. It'd be uh, nice to do. She she beats up Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she keeps she she she, look, she she roughs me up. What can I say? But I still love her anyway. Uh, <laughs> she is actually one of my favorite people. Um, her and Tom Wood, which are two of my favorite, and Dan are two are the three of my favorite illustrators because they're just well, they're just a lot of fun and hardworking. I like hardworking, fun people. But anyway, we got to let you go. So I want to thank you again for hanging out with us and the, and the nice people, John and Jay. I'm the crazy one. They're the sweet ones. Uh, <laughs> as, as you'll find as things go along. But again, I want to thank you for coming in. We're bringing Gigi in in just a second. I see Miss Gigi Hopper. I hope we're Damn, I'm tongue-tied tonight. And then uh, wait, it moved her on me. Hey, Gigi, how you doing? Hey, we got the triple J Ooh. on the screen. <laughs> That's right, wow. man. We are causing <laughs> trouble. You know, we do this on the show some night and we'll change the guest name to a J name. So you've got to watch. <laughs> so so how are you today? Having a good day? Everything's good? Yeah, it's it's a good day. It's um it's a little cold up here in Oregon. Um it just started yeah, snowing randomly. Um, but it's good. Well, it's where I live, it's 81 degrees. So don't don't feel yeah. where I live, that's what we have today is gonna be here next week. So no thank yes. you. <laughs> and, and and John lives out there in LA where the weather's perfect 90%. Yeah, they don't they don't there. know from snow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know snow, but it's raining, it's been raining today again. Uh-huh. We had a lot of rain, but yeah, we're on a 14-day raining spree coming up, so that's always fun. But you know, hey, I'd rather the rains than the cold. So, how's it feel to be a winner? You, you, you pumped you? Yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped. I wasn't, um, I guess, expecting all of this, but yeah, it's, it's really exciting. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. You, you get to, you get to meet a lot of great judges. I mean, a lot of great people there. I know you just heard what we were talking about a few minutes ago, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a, there's a lot of, a lot of fun people there, a lot of hardworking people there. And a lot of, lot of what, what I like about it, especially for the illustrators, is you, you've got these guys who are already up there making Buku money. Okay. I'm just mm-hmm. going to be fun about it. They're showing you how to make Buku money. They're like, look, do this, this, and this, and your chances of making this kind of money go. Plus, there are other people there, like the self publishers, who can actually sit down and help you to understand how it is. The differences between like S corps and corporations and you know sole proprietorships and stuff like that, which and, and that that comes along as you go. It the to me the, the 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 fact of it is that you can find all that information right there in that one week is a fabulous thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they want to tell you so. So now you're in. You're ready to go. You're going to get in LA and cause some trouble. <laughs> get your uh, work up there. Don't be scared to ask questions. Uh, got a website. Um, I do. I just have collage work on there. Um, well, that's I okay. definitely have to update it. I'll, I'll torture you when you're in LA in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get ready for that. <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, because it's it, it, so. When when was it, or how was? It? Well, I asked both. When was it, and how was it that you decided that you're going to be an artist? You said, okay, uh, one day you were just walking along in your stroll and said, you know what, I'm going to be a famous artist one day. Yeah. Um, I think like, well, ever since I was little, it was, you know, I know it's so cliche, like ever since I was a child, I used to paint for my mom. Um, but it wasn't until honestly, it's only cliche for artists, it's not a cliche for most for 95%, 99% of the people on earth. It's not cliche. 
Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you're, you're a unique type of a person that can say that and do. I'm looking at your, at your painting you did for volume 40, and it's absolutely stunning. Oh, thank you. Thanks. That you can, that you can do that? I'm just like gobsmacked. <laughs> but anyway, I cut you off there. But No, just, you're fine. You're totally fine. Um, honestly, like, I think growing up, there was this um, – this stigma that you can't do anything with art, but you're a great artist. Like I always had my mom's support. It wasn't until I served in the Marine Corps and I worked really hard, right? I, I served yeah. my time and I got out. And after all the chaos of military life, I decided, you know what? I can do whatever I want. I'm going to go to art school to be a graphic designer because I know they make money again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should have just jumped into art and illustration where my heart was, but I didn't really have guidance. Um, but I just remember um, moving back home and attending uh, the Illinois um, Institute of Art Chicago and going into the comic book store and picking up the walking dead. And I thought, Oh man, this is real. Like people actually do <laughs> careers off of this stuff. Yes, they do yeah. too. Yeah. And I just like fell in love with like graphic novels and the artwork. And so I think my whole life I've always been an artist, but it wasn't until like in my late 20s after I served my time um, in the military and I actually walked into a comic. Oh, thanks for your service, sweetie. That's where I need to be. Yeah. Sequential mm. arts. Uh, I went to I went to the Savannah College of Art and Design, and uh, right after, right as I was graduating, or right after, I can't remember the time frame, they opened up a sequential arts curriculum for to teach kids how to draw comic books specifically. I wish, I wish I had. It's access still there. To that. It's in Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had access to that. I didn't, and even then, like I dropped out of art school, and I had a really bad car accident and it changed my whole life. I became a personal trainer and that was my life from 2015 to 2016-ish um, to about 2020 when I was furloughed because of the pandemic. Um, it was in 2019 where I decided maybe I want to go back and finish my illustration degree. Um, but even then, like when I went back to finish my illustration degree, it wasn't until my first semester that I met my professor who was a comic book artist professional. And that's when it all came back. Like, Oh, the comic book world. And um, yeah, like that's when it opened up, you know, it was fate. It was faded. Yeah. It was faded. To sure. happen. Yep. <laughs> Is it, it? I mean, it's one of those things. So uh, how many times did it take to win? Um, I entered fun fact. I actually thought Illustrators of the Future was a scholarship competition. Um, that's what they had you guys under. So I was just submitting <laughs> and I submitted uh, three times, two of the times I had like honorable mentions. And then the third time was my last semester, spring semester last year. I thought, you know what? What's one more time? Yeah. And like, the worst I can say is honorable mention, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then I got the phone call, like around the time I I don't remember if it was before or after I graduated that I got the phone call, like, "Hey, you won!" And I thought, "Oh, that's great." And then I'm what here. <laughs> yeah, she gets a phone call from my favorite person. It's uh, 
it's 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 uh, it's got to be thrilling to hear her voice you know come on the phone and, and tell you that, that you won yeah. there's got to be a, sh- a shock factor too i mean because i would never if i submitted something whether it was writing or art i wouldn't expect to get that phone call either yeah I'm gonna have to call and tell her next time she calls me. Say you want a ticket here? Yeah, you want a ticket to Los Angeles? Why? You no, won. She's a, well, she Joan, Joni is just a fabulous person. I mean, yeah, really I love her. She She's so sweet. And uh, she she is hardworking, just just hardworking. Uh, she, she's never she never stops. Anytime I see her, she's singing around. Uh, last two years, I had to grab her by her hand and say, "Sit down and eat." She's just, you know, I'm not kidding. She's like, whoosh, whoosh. I'm like, "Girl, sit down." I said, mm-hmm. they just put a filet and a piece of salmon down here. Don't let it get cold. She's like, all right. And she took a bite and she's gone again. <laughs> then she came back. You know, let's like a world. We came back and she's gone again. I'm like, damn, girl, sit still. Oh, she can't help herself. But that's what I'm saying. Every, everybody over there is just hardworking and busy and uh, everybody's mm-hmm. doing a good job. And it really, when I said this earlier, they are really invisible in the fact of a staff. They're not interfering. They're not in the way. They're not, they're not bugging you unduly and stuff like that, which is really nice to see. I mean, uh, and you know, if you get to get to go to take the tour of Arthur services, it's a great place where they have a beautiful mm-hmm. office and, uh, try to talk to me and give you a cup of coffee while you're there. Shh, John just heard me. Yeah. <laughs> they make a mean, that coffee machine makes a wicked, I've got four cups or five cups out of this machine. Now that coffee machine makes some wicked coffee, man. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> reason you're going back is for the coffee. Shame on you. <laughs> Damn, coffee makes some wicked. How do you like to, what type of techniques do you use for your painting? Or do you prefer like oil or, or acrylic or Photoshop or? You know, John, I, after like seeing the book reveal last night, um Dan, right? Dan? Yeah, Dan. Oh my goodness. I've always wanted to learn oil painting. I just love the smooth transitions in oil painting. And mm-hmm. I every so often I'll, you know, get a a glimpse of something like that. And I just oh, I want to do that. Um I would say I'm I love traditional, like that is my preference, mm-hmm. but um you know, I, my hand was forced into the digital space. So I do a lot of work digitally only because of my environment, school, you know, it's popular. Um, it's easy. Not as to, messy or smelly. It, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> the oil paints, the oil paints, you get the, some of those thinners can really knock you out if you don't have a well-ventilated area. So yeah, it's, it's I've been, more dangerous I've been aspect. Looking, I've been looking at like, uh, what was it? Is it water, water, aqua oils? Um, there's a thing called gouache. I think maybe that's what you're thinking of. It's a, it's a very, very vibrant uh, watercolor. So I, I know gouache. I, I've used gouache, but um, it's my favorite color, my favorite tints. I yeah, love gouache. I've worked with gouache, um, but I've, I've run into some other um, options for oils like open acrylics and um, aqua oils. Look into them. Um, that's all are, I have to say. But are those like the tempura? Those are like the tempura tints. That like the tempura paint. No, no, no? they move. They move and gel like oils. They're really nice, okay. um, and you don't need the the strong chemicals to break. Oh, it that's through. good. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, I went to a Bob Ross painting class this afternoon. Painted one in four hours, three and a half hours, uh, and I started to try to paint it myself. But the paints I got, I bought. Just, just to try to get my skills back, I went to Walmart and bought a couple of, 
you know, cheapy, cheapy oil paint kits. Mm -hmm. And it's just the, the tents in it are just, so it's, they're not, they're not workable. They're the kind of, you have to do dry painting. And I was trying to do Bob Ross wet painting. And it's just like smear, <laughs> smear. So I've, I've got to start back from scratch. And, and I never was a painter. I went, I went to art college for a video program to learn how to make movies and TV shows. And okay. actually John Goodwin's an actual better television producer than I am. Uh, when you get to, you'll see, because it's going to be like the Oscars. You're going to be amazed. I mean, they're going to raise hands it's up for the category. I saw. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, you're gonna you're gonna feel real. Yeah, you're gonna feel like, wow, this is I won this. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, it's early this year too. It's on Thursdays, and I keep forgetting yeah. Thursday. It was like whole whole bean. They're the ones that make that uh, that type of paint you're talking about. There is the, is the brand because I look on here and I just went and googled yeah. it. Oh, you googled oh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole bean is what that's the only name I see in there doing it, but it has all the colors and the full spectrum. Mm -hmm. So I've heard of whole bean before. Yeah. 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 So um, that's what I have um, because I, you know, I figured, oh, I might as well, you know, it's no chemicals, whatnot, but we'll see. <laughs> I'll let you guys know how that's going. <laughs> well, you I don't know, know why my screen turned blue, but I, I'm not feeling blue and it's no. not cold in here. So no, I, I, I'm not I, in I, any I, danger. <laughs> we, uh, we don't, we don't use paints anymore that leave a smell in your house anymore. Matter of fact, with the paints we buy to, to work with these days, don't leave a smell and have soap built into them so you can clean your brush and your rollers easier. Mm. It's really that, he does construction. He's got a whole construction company. Yeah, that's what it's for. But oh. we have we have people that do murals for us. And okay. So just to put this in perspective, we had a lady who painted a 12 by 12 ceiling for us. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a basic, um, it was a navigation scene. It was uh, like a giant compass. Now the guy wanted it part of it done in 18 gold leaves so they shared to roll it out and rub it on you know instead of painting it on but there was a lot of that but all together it took her about two weeks forty six thousand five hundred dollars is what she made for it wow so, so then he asked her to do a scene of the of the last supper on the back wall and this is a big wall i mean this is a good 75 by a good 75 foot long by 20 foot tall she did a fabulous job. You don't even want to know what she got paid for that. Even I was stunned because wow. I get because I get this is two years. I get a ten percent commission on these, a hundred and forty four thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! And I was like, I said, I looked at. Her, I said, he went for that. She said, yeah, he he did. He thought I was wasn't charging him enough. I'm like, you should have went over the price, girl. It's, uh, <laughs> but we there's we, some big money to be made in large scale painting. My one of my college buddies, Alan Mason, is in Atlanta. He does large scale painting. I don't know if he's for like a private company that paints mm -hmm. buildings or he works for the city or the county but uh, he paints the sides of buildings in like you know not just you know red and white and purple but right graphic See, I, scenes it's um I, I know and then we get a lot of stuff where they just want you to paint like grape leaves and grapevines on the side of their windows mm -hmm. and little chirps here and there throughout mm -hmm. the house and stuff and uh, those those can run you know a good 20 20 30 thousand and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, people, you know, you can go buy them things and peel them on and stick them on your wall now, right? <laughs> yeah. No, they would rather have, well, rich people don't like any of that stuff. They, they want, that's what they want. Well, matter of fact, one of the guys, he, he, he wanted to put pounded copper throughout his house on his cabinets and his ceiling. And it was way too expensive. So he had a lady come in and paint it, fake it. You can't tell the difference. You cannot tell the difference. He, she even got it where the copper, you know, her copper gets a little green on it and stuff. It was fabulous. I was like, damn, probably saved this guy 200 grand doing it that way. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he was he was ecstatic. So I mean, all that kind of stuff is easy. And then I was telling, you know, there's uh, companies down here are hiring down in uh, Silicon Bayou are looking for people uh, for the gaming company down here, the new gaming company down here. They're always looking for authors and illustrators and programmers and anything they can get their hands on because yeah, he starts them out at a hundred grand, but the business is so there's so much competition in the gaming business these days. They're just stealing employees from each other. But all my friends who are making big money in gaming are actually living in Japan. Uh, okay. Yeah, they 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 they're Americans, but it was electronic just, video gaming. Yeah. So the, the company said, "Look, we'll give you if you want to stay here and work this way, we'll give you X amount of dollars. You come here, we'll double your pay." And of course. You know, I'm surprised that like people, I, I well, maybe it's just me, but I don't hear enough about people being creatives in the VR space. It's wild. Mm. Like there is such an opportunity for illustrators to jump into that space. My husband bought me some uh, some Google, you know, the VR Quest and whatnot. Mm. And they have they have like environmental creatives that create these spaces. Man, that's I don't understand how people don't talk about that more because that's that's a big well area. Um, the the coordinating judge Echo. That's how her shop is set up. So she'll show you when you're there. She's actually got the virtual reality, so you can shop through her shop in uh, wherever the hell she where she's in Oregon. It's yeah. uh, it's she you can go shopping through her shop through the virtual. So if you've got the the you know the Sony the uh, uh, Sony VR or the uh, VR from Microsoft, you can just put it on and click to her shop and just go walking through and That's take pictures so cool. down off the wall. Yeah, it's great and it's and it's a great way for people, especially for Z Genes and millennials who find this technology very easy to use they grew up with it on their phone so uh they're just going through life you know listen joe i'm gonna tell you right now as mm. a 38 year old woman going Go back to school to get my degree in illustration these kids in art school do not want to know the tech they refuse to learn the tech i was like the only one in my classes that really knew the digital space um, I don't you know, know if that's going to change, but like, I yeah. thought I was going to be the one that was not connected to the space, but yeah, no. so, yeah. so Z Jenners are very funny. Uh, they want to use the tech, but they don't want to know how it actually works. Yeah. Yeah. They're really good. If you ask them how to do this or get there or, 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 or use this, oh no, they'll know all of that, but you ask them how it works. Oh no. They're looking at you like, what, what you want me to do? How? No, I don't know. Yeah. Part of the reason why you may not have seen the, the Z Jenners with the, the tech is they, I don't know how your school said, but at Savannah College Art and Design, they did have different departments and they, there was a separate digital art department. So kids who were, yeah. you know, wanted to do that, they might have had to take an illustration class or two mm -hmm. as a core class. But then when they get to the digital class, you never see them. They're all in the computer rooms all day long, you know, mm -hmm. doing their art. Yeah. No, yeah. Z, Z Jenners are, they're, no, well. They just got to grow up. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. The, millennial, the millennials were pretty bad. The millennials have gotten better now. Uh, They're starting took, to grow up took, a little. It took the millennials a little while to wake up. You know, my son's your age. That's like, are you going to ever wake up? He's like, but dad, I'm like, are you ever going to wake up? He's like, yeah. I said, you know, you'll be 40 in two years, right? He's like, but dad, I'm like, but dad, my ass, man. <laughs> I said, it's time to get awake, man. It's a, so it took the millennials a little while, but you know, in all fairness, 
it's nicer for these generations because they can spend more time at home. They can spend more time. Yeah. One, they're going to live longer. Two, they have more protection, easier to, to get stuff done. If they fall and screw up, there's more likely that somebody's going to be there to help them up and get going again and, mm-hmm. and show them away. So it's, 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 a better, it's better for them so they can take a little time, a little more time to learn their craft. And hopefully by doing so, they're going to be better than the generations yeah. before them. Uh, at least that's all we can hope for, you know. Uh, what, what's that, De- Denise? Uh, what do you mean about oil? No, you that you speak in Greek, speak English, English. No, I only know like eighty words in Spanish. So let's not start speaking Spanish. <laughs> I know my last name's Montaldo, but we'll just not be speaking Spanish now. But it's more of an Italian Montaldo. <laughs> it's it's both. We have both relatives on both sides, but no. Okay. Now, when I know when I was young, I could speak pretty good Spanish. Not now. Pff, uh-uh. Uh-uh. When I was in high school, I went to Spain to like learn more Spanish, and that was fluent. I every oh, Spanish no. person I spoke to Spanish like, "Oh, you're American. I speak English." I'm like, "No, <laughs> that's not why I'm here." Man, it's like it's like French down here. No one down here speaks real. They speak French. They speak Cajun French and or Acadian French. That's not French. I learned French when I was talking to him. I'm like, what are y'all speaking? We're speaking French. I said, no, I'm speaking French. You're speaking, I don't know what the hell you're speaking. It's not French. <laughs> it's the same thing with Spanish down here. There's, there's real Spanish. There's real, real. Um, but then there's just other language. That I have no idea what the hell this is. This is just a root language from somebody's village or family that's, you know, here speaking. And it's, it's a, it's, I guess it would be a, um, well, I guess what would you call it? Uh, it would be a um, like a which McCullough form of Spanish where there's just more um, dialect. Is yeah, it English? It, 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 it might, you know what? That might be a good way of calling it because really and truly, it's just it's a like, lot of our. It's just a lot. Yeah, it, it is like the two mixed together. They'll be talking along, and then it'll be an English word, and you're like, "What?" And then it'll be they'll be going along talking English, and there'll be a Spanish word. You're like, "What the hell are you doing?" It's, it's that's what it is. It's really what it is. But it is funny to listen to. Um, I just have one question, Gigi. Because we have one of our judges, Larry Elmore. Um, he's the guy that created a lot of the uh, Dungeons and Dragons and Dragonlance art. But okay. uh, when he was in the military, he was tasked with doing a lot of, of art, a lot of illustration of of the um, equipment they were using in, um, I guess, wherever he was stationed. I was just curious, did your art skills ever get tasked when you were in the uh, Marines? Um, it did. I wish I would have been tasked to that type of stuff. <laughs> um, it only once or, or a few times in boot camp. Um, I painted, um, I don't know if you know what a, a campaign cover, like the hats that the drill instructors yeah. wear. Um, they have these um slips that they slip the cap into so it keeps its shape. So, like I hand painted them, um those. I don't know, hat shapers. Um, we had a battalion or um, uh, not battalion flags, but we had uh, training flags for when we went to the rifle range. And so I painted and designed some of those. Um, so that was fun. But that's sure. that's really about it um, in the military. Yeah, well, that, that's that's who somebody in our company who did our battalion flag. They did well, our graduation flag, I guess, would be a better way of calling it. Yeah. Um, but I, it was funny when he got to tech with us because we were all in there for advanced avionics. Uh, he's learning all this, and somebody found that he could draw. And I still remember he's like, 
they want me to go draw stuff. He said, I'm, I'm here to make real money. I said, you know, dude, you can make real money in art, right? He's like, no, no, no way, no way. So, so they, they made him go anyway. He, they had him drawing all kinds of stuff, all, all kinds of stuff for the base. So he got out and he said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm supposed to be learning all this. So I said, why don't you go to some company and just apply? So he had five years of this in the Navy and he started showing us, not only this guy get a job, he got a high paying job these days. I think he, he makes just for the company he works with, not when he's not working commission, he's making a quarter million dollars a year. When they throw him in commission work, that, that triples or quadruples in how much money he makes. It's ridiculous how much money this guy's making. All of a sudden, he didn't think he could make any money or he didn't and, want and to do it. Is he still complaining? First. No, he's not complaining. <laughs> okay, I hope not. <laughs> I, I remember um, well, while I was deployed, my was it my first or second deployment? I think it was my first deployment. Yeah, my first deployment while I was in Rawa, I used to do like portraits for people to send back home. So I did a couple commissions doing that, but like, that's cool. Yeah. Just a few of them. So that was fun too. Well, that kind of stuff is always fun and people like like to see that. And, you know, I watch these guys in the French quarter doing portraits all the time. Mm -hmm. It amazes me how fast they are and how good they are. Some of those character artists can whip out. Oh man. They, they, they're good. Well, no, this, this is, they're actually doing a portrait of the individual. And uh, you'll see them down there, which something you would think would take at least a couple. Of, oh, no, man. They sketch it out and then they paint it. And then, boom, you can take it with you right then and there. Most of them run around 150 to $300, depending on which artist it is. But they'll do all kinds of stuff for you. And uh, they're usually two by three is what they usually They're, they're decent size. Uh, mm-hmm. But they make a lot of money. And then I noticed some of the tarot card readers down there had them do uh, tarots for them. Um, mm. I know, I know when Johnny did his original, his first deck he ever did, he charged um, $1,500 plus 2%. Wow. This deck, this is 28 years ago. This deck is still for sale today, and it's one of their top-selling yeah. decks. Uh, so he's he's made he, he makes enough money with that deck that he didn't have to work for. But he's done many more since then. He's done he's done weird stuff like that, and then he's done uh, stuff for gaming companies, and it, really and truly, he just likes to do weird stuff. So the weirder, the better for him. <laughs> he'll, 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 well, he'll turn down jobs that you and I might take because it's good paying and it's just you know it's a decent it's a decent gig. Oh no, no, it's not weird enough for him. No, no. <laughs> it's not weird enough. He uh, he did some artwork for. Um, that upcoming, um, what is it? Um, oh, what's his name? He's, he's one of the uh, Marvel heroes. He's who's hanging out with him? One of the X Men. Oh, Wolverine's hanging out with him. Oh, what the hell is his name? Anyway, they got a new movie coming out. Uh, he done some. He did some of the artwork, and I don't, I don't know why I can't remember. The yeah, other, he, just, yeah. He, he made my brain lock it up too. Um, it's he's um, an Australian fella. <laughs> well, the the the, the um, Wolverine guy is, but the other guy is, uh, he's just a famous goofy actor. Oh, uh, Deadpool is Deadpool. Deadpool. Oh, that's, yeah. it. Deadpool that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did some I of the, you were trying to get some. the actor's name. <laughs> no, no, he, he did. He did some of the artwork for, for the upcoming Deadpool movie with, uh, with Wolverine. And it's so, out, and he actually got paid really well for that. Wow. And, uh, he, well, he says on gigs like that, I asked him one time, he said, well, if it, it, he said, depends how much I contribute. He said, I'll make anywhere from 150 to as high as 1.5 million. It just depends on how much or what area. See, on this, he, he was one of the lead artists. So he got paid pretty damn well. He wow. was one of the concept artists, actually, is what he was. So he got paid He got paid really well. So he's been around a long time, though, and he's been drawing things. It's like Larry. I mean, I imagine Larry sneezes at a picture makes a good chunk of cash. Uh, if, I mean, if, my, if I hadn't lost all of my Dungeons & Dragons books when I moved into this new house, uh, I would have some of his artwork still. 
Yeah. Had a yeah. lots and lots of D and D books. Yeah. yeah. Well, where, him and I. Where what was that? Where are you going with your art now? Um, with my art now. Okay. So um, I graduated last year. So I thought, okay, what do I want to do? Last year I did a few. Um, I did a market. Um, I participated in obviously illustrators of the future. And I did two uh, small exhibitions. Um, one was for veterans. And then the other one was uh, just like a 12 by 12 open theme. Um, and then I started to get clients or people interested in like work, but it's just like different types of work. I, I would love to get into the graphic novels and like children's books, that type of illustration. Yeah. Um, but right now um, I just started my business in um, January and I have someone that I'm working with right now for logo and branding. Um, I have another client, um, uh, George Fox University, they have a pantry. So I'm doing like a hand painted sign for them. Um, and then there's another person that's um, in the graphic novel world. We're going to do um, a story based on Deborah Sampson. She was a military woman in the American Revolutionary War. She disguised herself as a man. Um, so we're trying to get funding for that. And um, I'm working on meeting with someone that's interested in like a children's, maybe a children's book series. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. It keeps you busy. It's making you money. I'm, so, I'm, yeah. So, I'm with, kind of what you're, so you're able to just dedicate yourself to doing that because you've got now your, your pension, whatever from the military. So you're able to cover your bases so that you can dedicate yourself to this or. No, no, no. So um, my husband is, um, he's also creative. Um, he's the one that's doing the work right now. So he's allowing me the space, which is a total blessing um, to, you know, build my own business so we can both have businesses um, and work for ourselves. Um, so he's been the one bringing in the income while I build whatever this is going to turn into. Um, so that's yeah, that's that's you, got that, you got that ability. That's good. The tough thing about art though, especially if you're using oils and you're, you're trying to sell oil paintings is, is if you're using a dry on dry technique, you're talking two weeks for it to dry. If you're doing yeah. a wet on wet technique. You're talking four weeks, two months for the painting to dry, depending on how much paint you stick on there. So to, in order to build mm -hmm. up your, your stock to sell, you got to mm -hmm. have a lot of space to paint a bunch of things, let them dry. Then when they're ready, empty that space out, then fill it with new stuff. And so it's a long and, and involved process to get going. Well, let's see. You're in Utah, so you're not that far from Fanex. You're a good ways from Dragon Con, but um, I know you could sell quite a bit in Fanex. Uh, you're in Oregon, right? Portland? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Oregon. I, oh. I've been thinking about using, um, I've seen this technique. I've been doing my research where people use acrylic and oil on acrylic. Mm -hmm. um to you know work faster for that reason mm -hmm. um so that's something that i want to tap into i know i've done it once before in the past but like a long time ago <laughs> so yeah, 
Start um, slow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. 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 Well, some sometimes you might have to rough the acrylic a little bit to make sure the oil sticks to it too. But yeah. Um, yes. Unfortunately, we had to learn that in big, big buildings, but it's still the same whether it's a big yeah. building yeah. or campus. The, the chemicals work the same, same no matter what thing. kind of thing you're painting. Yes, it does. Yeah. Unfortunately, it works the same thing. Uh, but you know what I have noticed is oil's done. I don't know what they used to use back a thousand years ago, but to see those colors so brilliant today, because oils have a tendency mm -hmm. to fade. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just amazed. I know, yeah, most of them probably were never exposed to sunlight, but still, I mean, some of these things look like the day they were painted, except for the cracks in them. Uh, they yeah, really so what did. they huh? would use back then is they, they didn't have the type of oil, they didn't have the petroleums we have. So they were using, you know, the natural oils, olive oils and linseed oils and other whale, oils. They whale, they probably plants, using, probably and then using tinting whale that oil. oil with the whatever natural products. So, you know, purple was the hardest one to get because it's like well, like one weird sea urchin that makes the purple dye for all the paints that the, the um, masters used. So then almost all the artists, not only did they were they creative at making their paintings and sculptings, but they had to build their materials. They had to build their paints. They had mm -hmm. to mix the dyes, mix the tents. So it was, you know, they weren't just painters. They were, chem they were chemists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they didn't, no other way to describe it. So, so uh, where, I know we got to let you get out of here in a minute, but so working up, getting your own business going, you're going to be going and getting it together. I got mm -hmm. faith. And I'll tell you what, as somebody who owns more than one business, I ain't going to lie to you. It's a lot of, a lot of hard work, but uh, it, it has well been a lot worth of hard work. <laughs> in the end, so this is how I got into business. A real quick story. I was working for a company. I just got out of the military and I was working for a company. Mm -hmm. and, and I was making good money, but I was looking how much they were making. I was like, shit. So I went to another company. And I said, look, I'd like to come start. I'd like to bring in a crew and start doing your painting. They said, okay, so we started doing about 50 apartments a month at $100 an apartment way back when. And then I said, you know what? We can't just make it paint. So we started doing everything, which we do everything now. Well, eventually it became a lot to do, but then I was making my money. I was making more, way more than what I was being paid before. Mm -hmm. I had complete control over that. And when I wanted to disappear for a month, guess what? I could. I could put one of my partners in control. One of the guys say, this is what you got to do for the next month. Don't call me unless something's burning down. I'm disappearing. <laughs> Matter of fact, last time I went to see him in Phoenix, this last only thing I told my partner. I said, don't call me unless something's on fire. I said, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it. Everything else is taken care of. Don't bug me. And uh, and there's big advantages. So I'm, not, I'm never going to lie to anybody saying it's not a lot of work because it is. But it's, it's, it's more rewarding when it's your work. Yeah. You know, I, I totally agree. It's it's been a lot, but it's um, yeah, I have faith it's gonna work out. You know, yeah. just take your time, and and uh, you know, Oregon's a good city to be in to sell art. There's a lot of artsy farsy people. This Oregon's a good city. Sorry, Portland's a good city. Portland's a good city. So Seattle, for that matter. Both it is artsy, definitely. Yeah, they're 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 artsy up there, and uh, so. You know, Seattle, Seattle and Portland, you can, you can probably make some decent money. And then um, mm -hmm. I got a friend of mine who's in, who used to live in Seattle. He now lives in Vancouver and uh, he's making, uh, he's, he's probably making about 80, uh, 80, 80,000 pounds, maybe 90,000 pounds a year up there uh, selling art. And uh, he's, he's, but he does um, uh, landscape stuff. 
he'll just yeah. disappear out somewhere and, and start painting a photo. Well, that, that, new landscape, Vancouver's a good place to be. That's why he's there. Of course, he <laughs> likes to send me every once in a while, he'll send me a picture of an apple, an orange, and a banana. He'll do this. And I'm like, he said, doesn't this look better than the last one? I'm like, no. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, I need to step away for a few minutes. So, Gigi, it's a very nice meeting. I look forward to yes, seeing we, you. We, 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 yeah, we, we, sure, we're going we're to get you out of here. So, uh, go, go ahead, go, go ahead, John. Uh, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you when you hopefully you got a website we can go browse around. But yeah. feel free. I mean, and, and if you don't, if you just got artwork you want to send me, I'll talk with you while we're there and we can go through it because we're just going to, all we're going to do is look at a piece of art and say, okay, all right, Gigi, uh, and why did you paint this? Like I was given uh, what Ashley's. Not Ashley. Um, May no. has trouble about the Thor p- picture. <laughs> that looks like Thor to me, <laughs> Why man. Why is Thor there? <laughs> Why is Thor there? So we we want to get the lowdown on that picture. But it's it's just stuff like that, and then uh, and anything that you anything we use or anything we put on the on the uh, YouTube pages of Facebook or Roku pages because you're actually on Roku Television right now. Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, Roku. Yeah, yep. so you, you're on actually. TV. On, uh, you're actually on real TV, not including the YouTube TV. and Facebook. Oh, wow. <laughs> question. I have a question. Okay. Um, I have no idea what these workshops are going to be like mm-hmm. in April, but is Dan teaching one of those workshops? If he's there, he's teaching one, yes. Oh, man. That's Dan, Dan, Dan's well, tough. I'm early. Uh, so I'm going to tell you a little secret. Both Dan and, and, and Echo are tough. Uh, okay. But they're fair, and you're going you're gonna to know far more when you leave there <laughs> than when you came in. And they do bring in live models uh, too, so you know they usually have at least one live model session while they're there, okay. uh, with with different types of poses and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dan is 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 a very nice guy. So he's a lot of fun to talk to, um, you know. And a lot of times you'll see us. Uh, him and I might be sitting at the bar drinking or having a drink or sitting in the back of it. It depends what hotel we're at this year and where we'll be sitting. But uh, don't hes- hesitate to come up and talk to us. And if I'm there, it's, it's much easier. I'll say, hey, Dan, this is DJ. I talked to her online. She's a great girl, great woman, sorry. And I want you to talk to her about your art. And he, he has no problem with it. And the more you get to know him, the more they want to hang out with y'all. I yeah. said, like, you heard John talking about April. Well, April endeared herself on everybody. So April was in the midst of, you know, she was hanging out with all the artists all the time. Anytime we'd all go, go wherever, what we were doing, disappearing out into, you know, Hollywood, they were with us. And so they were getting the advantage of talking to these judges after they had one or two cocktails. And, uh, and, you know, it's, it's a different conversation. And they're there that that's what they want to talk to everybody. That's honestly, when you come right down to it, that's what they're really there for. They just want to, they want to help y'all out. They want to see y'all be successful. If y'all successful, they're successful. And you never know, because I have seen other ones there use talent uh, from writers of the future, hire them for work for them. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know two artists year before last got really backed up. So they, they hired people um, from the community. I mean, from the, the winners and, and helped them get caught up. So there's always gigs like that. And if, if you impress yourself on them, if, if certain things come up, they'll try to point you in the right kind of directions. It's just... You know, I was very skeptical about this group when I first got involved with them five years ago. <laughs> and uh, and and John had to convince me. I mean, poor John. I gave him all kind of shit the first year. And <laughs> and, and, and I, re- I mean, don't get me wrong. I consider John a, a friend. But I did. I gave him all kind of stuff the first year. And because I'm, I'm not real trusting. A lot of times when I run up on things like this, it's not what it says it is. You know, there's a couple of 
mm-hmm. ones I went to, one in Atlanta and one in uh, D.C. that they said they were all at this big bang and get there and come to find out, oh, they're wanting the students to pay $500 for this. And, you know, there's all kind of money involved that students had to come up with. I'm like, what the hell is this? Right. And uh, so that's not, you know, so I, I, I'm not going to endorse stuff like this. This I get behind them. I try to help and bring in as many outsiders from around the world as we can, because we have a huge overseas audience. So we yeah, try to they, get them in there. But, but like I said, you know, just don't, don't, you know, feel free to talk to any of them. Dan's going to be there. Uh, Dan's a great guy to talk to. He's a lot of fun. Um, he's hardworking. And, um, you know, he, he did this year's book. Tom Wood did last year's book. They're both friends, by the way, but Tom's not going to be there this year. But um, they they, they just, he's, he's a hardworking gentleman. And, and uh, this has been going on for 40 years. This, you know, before the internet, this was the networking for illustrators and sci-fi writers that are coming up. That's so so get cool. as, yeah, get as many contacts as you can because this is this is your internet. And once you get in with these people, that, that this is how you're going to promote yourself and you're, it's how you're going to get new jobs. Yeah, you know, it's, it's word of be, mouth. You're not going to get around. Be surprised, you don't get you know. Word of mouth. You're not going to go anywhere. So you you'll, get, you'll be surprised with, with how many of these people you leave with as friends and how cool they are. And, I mean, Larry Elmore. Yeah, oh my uh, God, what a cool dude! And uh, <laughs> you know, well, a lot of them have like illustrator groups where they all get together and meet, or mm-hmm. author groups where they all get together and meet and talk and go over ideas and talk about job opportunities because not everybody's looking for the same thing. Yeah. You know, so some people are looking to do this kind of art. Some are looking to do more commercial yeah. art, things like that. So yeah. it's, it's 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 interesting. But we're gonna uh, we're gonna let you get out of here because you probably got a you probably got a <laughs> real life. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no, you probably have a real life that you I was able to get a book. To. I was able to finish editing a book, sending out to the printer, and do a new cover for it by the time I came back here. So. <laughs> Yeah, see what I said? He, he look, give him to stay still for two hours for an interview is hard enough. Um, <laughs> so so somebody asked me this the other day. So what do y'all do when you see John? I said, I usually see John at breakfast. I said, and we talk. And then and then no, 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 we 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 have a legit okay, good. Usually, usually half hour <laughs> breakfast or so. And uh and then boom, I usually catch him at one of the other things later in the day. Usually after lunch, I'll see him, I'll be up in uh, one of the uh classes you know talking I'll, I'll walk up and talk to him because he does you know a lot of introduce introducing people and stuff like that and um so i'll, I'll see him like that and then usually we'll see sometimes at dinner it depends what our schedules are because sometimes we're both doing interviews that <laughs> doesn't actually work out <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> you know it's um that's like tom actually he said you're not going to, to tarpit i said i got four interviews i can't go to tarpit i gotta go, <laughs> I gotta go do some work man it's uh it's but it's a great you'll have a great time i guarantee you that yeah. you will have a great time and uh, and, it, to it. And, it, and at least you don't have to do the 24-hour story so <laughs> that's already a plus <laughs> you'll, have a, you'll have a sequence of uh, live drawing live drawings where they okay. have uh, they get five minute 10 minute 15 and 20 where you can do four to people dress up in uh, steampunk costumes normally and okay. then you'll do uh live drawings so that's a, that's a fun part of the thing where they bring in uh models to do that yeah, okay. i was just telling i was just telling about the models and uh it's uh yes and they usually have some interesting characters and uh and and then echo you know wants them to pose in particular ways so just to see how much talent y'all guess i got <laughs> i guess that way well, i mean you can't you can't just stand there with a giant laser halberd you have to mm-hmm. you know pose menacingly you know <laughs> well, they've, had, they've had some they, and then uh one of the years they had uh they did a uh, what was that an old news show what the hell was that Oh, old time, y'all did uh, old time radio, radio. yeah. Old time radio. radio as well, again on, on Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah, old time radio was a lot of fun. Radio theater, we have actors there because we have no, we have 
no scarcity of actors here in Hollywood. So we have a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun though. So, and uh, I enjoyed the first one I got to see. So. And that's, uh, this, this, that's only one workshop. And then like all the other workshops are industry stuff. And, yeah. All okay. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How to do a portfolio, how to present a portfolio. And then okay. you also see some different techniques too, because you're going to find out, you know, you've got what you want to do. So you'll hear judges talk about what you're interested in, but you'll also get a good diversity of other aspects to art. Like, Oh, I didn't know about that. Or mm. having ideas how I could go that, that route as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like she was talking earlier, she wants to try to go with a, a mixed media of acrylic and oil. So you, maybe you find some artists in there who have dabbled mm -hmm. in that and can point you in, you know, don't use this paint, use that paint, stay right. away from this brand, but get that one, you know? Right, so right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's, there's just a wealth of information you're going to get in one week, probably what you'd have to spend a year and a half in school to get. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. It's uh, bare minimum. It's, um, and, and even then, you know, honestly, I was a little disappointed with, um, even my figure drawing classes, um, like I was looking forward to figure drawing that because I want to get good at that. You know, that that is the graphic novel world. Yeah. And I was not impressed with like oh, the yeah. one or two classes that they gave me. So well, they'll, they'll um, show you how to do that. Plus, at least yeah. two of the winners are excellent figure drawers. I've been looking at their work. I mean, excellent. So what you can't get from the judge, you can always get from one of the, the winners. Yeah, you have lifetime relationships with your with your fellow yeah. winners. You'll be, yeah. you'll be surprised. When, when I, room, I told her, this, this is her intranet now that if she can get as many contacts as possible because this yeah. is how she's going to promote her business is get get these people into her phone and yeah. be like, oh, hey, you need a commission? <laughs> Boom, I'm ready. I'm available. You know. So. Well, plus, there's going to be at least one night of crying. And y'all still got the app, right? Yeah, they, they've got an app so you can connect with everybody in the beginning. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and okay. and uh, Unless they've changed it, but they usually have an app so you, you can get the app and just connect to everybody. Okay. Uh, that's how I keep track of a lot of what's going on because there's a lot of stuff going on that you keep track of. And yeah. uh, and you want to make sure you had all the classes. I mean, you know, they'll break for breakfast and for lunch and for dinner. And uh, but there's always something going on somewhere. And uh, so you know, 15 minutes, we're, we're, we want to give you time for your lunch and for your dinner. So that's good. Yeah. Well, yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> five minutes, you get five minutes for lunch, six minutes for dinner. That's okay. I'm, I'm trained, military trained. Five minutes, yeah. let's go. That's right. I remember, I remember many of them brag, brown, uh, brown bag lunches when I was in the Navy. Yep. They called them bag nasties in the Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah, because that's what they were. But you would just leave that alone. They, uh, they were just recycled K rays from the World War II era. There's no worries. Yeah, you know, tell them what was in some of that stuff. <laughs> but anyway, it was. You know, but it was. It, but they were great. They just, yeah, when you was in a hurry, or, or you were behind, or you had something you had to go do, they were they were good to grab. I mean, I'm not complaining. Navy had good food most most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. But anyway, that's nothing about artwork. Even though they used to you like draw stuff when you make your eggs look funny. We're not gonna yeah. go. There. <laughs> <laughs> we have not, not kidding. They had a stamp or something. They would stamp the eggs in like a cartoon pattern. I was like. <laughs> I was like, and who back here is on crack, man? <laughs> Every time I've seen it, I was like, something's wrong with this. But anyway, Gigi, you were great. Uh, I can't wait to see you when you get out to L.A. It's going to be a blast out there. Uh, you're going to have a lot, a lot of fun. You're going to learn a lot, a lot of stuff. And uh, I learn something new every time I go out there with these guys. I mean, every time I'm sitting there listening to them, um, you know, because I run between both the illustrators and, and the authors' classes. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's, there's just there's a lot to learn. And, and it's, it's yeah. nonstop. And DeSantis teaches a good class. Everybody who's taken it, uh, I mean, uh, he's been out there three of the, I think three of the years I've been out there. And um, 
he uh, he he's 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 serious though. I mean, you know, he's serious about what he's doing. Do you know but, if he takes mentorships? Like, I know, like I should ask him, but I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just. You have to ask him. You have to ask him. <laughs> I ain't speaking for Dan. He'll be smacking me in the head with something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're right. You know, You're right. People in that. You're like Joe. You get me in trouble now. Joe. I'm sorry. So, I'll just ask him myself. He's, uh, but uh, yeah, but you know, he's he's he. I know he. I know he does care a lot. So. Um, he's a, he's a really nice guy. He's, he's, and he's got a big heart. So, uh, but how, it, with Dan, I think it has more to do with how busy he is than anything yeah. else. Yeah. You know, sometimes he's, sometimes he takes a little break and then sometimes he's just nonstop, you know, he, he just doesn't stop. So, uh, I know where he was last year, but that was last year. So no telling where he is this year. <laughs> he's, he, he might be quite a bit busier. Uh, I know he was trying to take a little vacation, but it doesn't always work out that Well, you know, when you're popular, you can't, you're only as good as your last piece of work, whatever you are in whatever business you're in. So if you decide to take any long periods of break, that can come back to haunt you later on. Yeah. Uh, when a little, a little, some little young upstart coming in, look, look how good I am. I charge only a quarter of what he does, <laughs> so, <laughs> but they like the masses too. But anyway, I appreciate you coming, hanging out with us. I, I look yeah. forward to see you in LA. Uh, I hope you have a good time when you're out there. And like I said, be sure to ask the judges lots and lots of questions because they like mm-hmm. being asked questions. They really do. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell everyone, thanks for listening to the Authors Quill tonight. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I hope you all had a good evening listening to all the different artists and authors we had with us tonight. Don't forget, this is uh, 14 out of the 24 series we're doing on the winners. Uh, so y'all can go back and catch all of these shows. Some of these will be more in depth when we get to Los Angeles. So y'all can also catch those. And uh, there are, um, I think Carmen and I talked about two or three judges before we get to L.A. So... You've got two more weeks or two and a half weeks of winners, and then there's going to be two or three weeks of judges, and then we'll be in L.A., and then we'll be doing interviews there. Those will be a little bit different and a little bit more specific type interviews for different people. And there are two people i got to wrangle while I'm there. It's going to be tough, man. Jesus. There's two particular people, like three, actually, i got to get to sit down for interview. This, this could be like rocket science. But on that note, again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to United Public Radio, the author's quill. Be sure to come check out John. Well, you can catch him on Mondays right now from 4 to 5. Uh, you can also catch him here in a rerun from, uh, what is it, 2 to 3. Uh, in the rerun mode. Eventually he'll be live here, but right now y'all can catch him in the rerun here from two to three on, on Saturdays. You can catch Jay on Friday night with myself on news and flip side. And of course with uncle, uncle Jeffrey on Friday uncle night. Jeffrey Pritchett here. starting next Friday with my, yeah. third, my next three Fridays in a row. Uh, uncle Mabus is what we like to call him. Yes. Uncle <laughs> Mabus. Anyway, on that note, on that note, stay tuned for what's coming up next and we shall see y'all. Well, I'll see y'all Wednesday. Uh, I can't tell you. John will see you on Monday. Yeah, Wednesday will be a good show. Yes, Wednesday we're going to be talking about, well, we're going to be talking about ufology stuff, but we're also going to be talking about idiots. On that note, good night. (laughs) See you all then. Thank you.